I get those goosebumps every time I just have to get the big fella off the bench Could oh this be their last chance now? And it comes Monson to the back It's I get those goosebumps every time I need that line to throw that to the side I get those goosebumps every time Yeah, when you're not around me Throw that to the side I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, 713 Through the 21, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm riding Back again. Um, welcome to Loaded Mag NFC. Uh, fully loaded, not transfer show tonight. <laughs> uh, no talk of transfers coming into Newcastle because it ain't happening. Uh, we'll just put that out there right now. But um, look, lots to talk about um, regarding Newcastle United and and what happens next after the deadline day closes. And that's what we're going to focus on tonight. That's what we're going to get into. Um, but first of all, uh, boys, Daz, Chris, how are you on this fine Thursday evening? Grand Pete, a bit tired, but uh, sick and tired of this transfer window uh, that promised so much and delivered nothing, uh, apart from the young lad uh, called Harrison. But uh, yeah, just, just actually at this stage, I'm glad it's over. Uh, and uh, we can just get back to the day to day and look forward to. So, well, it can't it can't be as bad in the summer. That's all. That's all I'd say. Oh yeah, fighter. Wow, amongst the pigeons, shall we say? <laughs> Absolutely. Interesting. Uh, Lawless did say that was his banker. He thought they were gonna they were gonna win that one. Oh, oh, has it been disallowed? It's gone nil nil again. Uh, oh, Christian, oh. continuing where you picked up, left off last night. Bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, Chris. Oh no, it's back on, it's back on. <laughs> one nil, one nil. Are you sure? One nil. Yeah, it's come back on. So it's one nil again. Yeah, I'm I think we're all right. I think we're okay. Right, uh, everyone that's in the chat, welcome all. Um, <laughs> Make sure you're on Game Watch, just like we are, because a couple of interesting games were, were um, involving teams that we're going to be in direct competition against. That's for sure. But um, Chris, how are you, fella? I'm all right, mate. Yeah. Um, other than the uh, disappointing transfer window, I'm all right. Um, feeling positive. Looking forward to talking about. Um, Looking forward to talking about what we're going to do going forward. I think uh, I always like these planning shows, you know, uh, these shows where we talk about options and, you know, what are we going to do and try and flash things out, make make a bit of sense of things. Um, so, yeah, I've been looking forward to doing the show tonight. But, yeah, on a personal note, I'm, I'm all good, mate. I'm very good. Good stuff, good stuff. How are you, Pete? Yeah, okay. Um, long network, uh, same as you boys. Long network, but um, always good to talk Newcastle and I to be you boys and to have everyone else in the chat as well. Um, and of course, how housekeeping. Um, if you haven't kept the light on the way in, make sure you click that like. And uh, of course, 
new to the channel, consider subscribing to us as uh, Tom Dixon, one of our resident spanners, has just said. Interesting, that Phillips, Phillips' own goal, apparently. Is, it, is, that, is, that, is that the one and only Calvin Phillips? Is that right? I've heard his name before. Were we talking about him? It's gone nil. It's gone nil nil again. No, it's one nil. It's one nil because it's in game. Um, Bournemouth got a free kick, and it says one nil on the ticker, and they're about to nearly scored again. Oh my god! Just over the bar. Should have been two nil to Bournemouth. So yeah, it is one nil, hundred percent confirmed. Yeah, Bournemouth just had a free kick come in and they just smashed it over the bar. Uh, these games are important to us because they are with di involving direct contact. So we've got West Ham, Bournemouth that are already in play. And then, um, is it Wolves, Man United later on at like, Molyneux? Yeah. Um, big game. Big game. And uh, yeah, with um, oh, look, we're going to get into the fixtures and that. So we'll talk about that. Hang on. Hang on. Well, Tom, Tom, Tom Dixon is saying here that, that Chris is off to Everton on the free, that you're joining Arsenal, Pete. And why am I off to Wolves? Where's the where's the Wolves connection? Get to the Wolves. That's it. Jesus. To be fair, Daz, Wolves are up there. <laughs> wolves are up there. Yeah. Everton are not. <laughs> nah, I'd rather not, thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> if you said if you said Liverpool, Tommy, they probably took it. <laughs> but the fact he said yeah. Everton, uh, yeah. throwing him throwing him down the river, that's for sure. But look, um, we're not going to talk Newcastle in transfer because it's just not going to happen. So that first um, that first pick, Daz, I'm just going to scrap it because I'm not even talking about it because it's a load of rubbish. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who the guy is, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but he was linked with his early morning. Yeah. <laughs> a good big old Omar is uh, not coming to Newcastle United. Uh, but there were some rumours of players heading out this morning and we'll kind of just retract the, the steps as it went through. Um, Peter Rourke, friend of the channel, uh, mentioned that Leeds and Ipswich were interested in Paul Dummett and Newcastle were at that point considering um, their options. Um, obviously, we know from that that that, that never happened. Um, that's going to be a recurring theme, by the way. Uh, um, <laughs> then Lee Ryder of the Chronicle uh, mentioned about Jamal Lascelles um, uh, and his love affair with a uh, turkey uh, was about to be rekindled, all, albeit for an hour or so before, as we know. That was squashed too. But one deal that has gone through um, is this one. As Hayden, on loan, it says set to join, as Dom Scare, friend of the channel, has mentioned, set to, to seal his move to QPR. Um, but yeah, uh, Fabrizio Romano, it said done deal signed sealed and delivered um and he will be playing at qpr for the remainder of the season just want to touch on that boys um isaac hayden um the right move the right the right move um good move to get him out uh, on another loan for, for six months what, what are you thinking Daz? what am i thinking well we, we had about a 30 second conversation now before we went live and chris rightly pointed out uh we're, we're looking for a midfielder. Uh, we've one coming back, one one that Eddie obviously doesn't fancy. Uh, and like I was just saying that, that yeah, he, he can come in and do a 20, 30-minute job for us in, in games to see out games or something like that and arrest maybe someone if we were 
two nil up or something like that. He's he's mm. he's uh, you, you trust him to do it. Uh, I also I also li- like Hayden. Uh, yeah, he's 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 gone missing, obviously, and injured and out and low in the last couple of years. Um, that loan to Norwich as well, where it didn't work out. But uh, but yeah, Eddie obviously has has uh, no interest there. He'd, he'd probably rather give a. <laughs> I laugh and say he'd probably rather give one of the young lads a run out, but he doesn't always do that either. So. Um, I don't know what he'll do. Richie, oh. Matt Richie. Yeah, there you go. Chris, like, why do you think Eddie Howe's not 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 considered um, Isaac Hayden in potentially giving him the chance? Like Dad says, it's, it's a position that we're looking to fill. We've been looking to fill all month, whether it's Edison, Calvin Phillips, you name it, who we've been linked with, um, Morgan Gibbs-White, Onana. We couldn't clearly couldn't get a player in. So what, why, why in your mind do you think he's not giving him a chance considering what Sean Taylor's has put in there, that he's still got two years left on his contract. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I don't know. All I would say is um, Eddie Howe obviously thinks that um, Isaac Hayden isn't up to it, but I, I would argue, given our current situation, given the fact that we seemingly aren't going to be bringing anyone in, I, mm-hmm. I, I would want him in the man the squad. The only, the only thing I would say is I would let him go if there was, say, an option uh, within that loan to kind of make it permanent, um, or you know, an obligation if he'd be able to get promoted, I know they probably won't get promoted, but um, you know, if there was some kind of, if there was some kind of, you know, carrot to dangle where we might get him off the off the wage bill for a long period of time or completely, then great. But to me, I just, I, I, I don't understand it. Because I, I would much rather have a Isaac Hayden on the bench, as Daz says, bring him on for the last 20, 30 minutes or have him there as a backup than, you know, potentially bring in another youngster who's maybe never played any senior football. Um, Isaac Hayden's got all the experience. Yes, he's probably limited. I'm saying probably he is limited. Um, we Isaac Hayden won't be in and around the squad next season. I think we can all, you know, safely say that. However, um, could he do a job between February and May? I would, I would argue we probably could. Um, whether we'll come to regret that, who knows? Although, maybe thinking of it another way, maybe there is a clause where we can just recall them if, if absolutely necessary. So maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, and maybe we can just kind of, uh, you know, call them back if, if we end up getting even more injuries, which hopefully won't be the case. That's what I'd say anyway, Pete. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. Um, it's a position. It's a position that. Uh, we know he can play. Uh, he is very much defensive minded. He can sit there under Steve Bruce. He was he was playing so deep. He ended up playing centre back um, yeah. a number of occasions. So you know we we know he can play there. I, I just think from my perspective, I just I think his lack of ability on the ball I think is really really important. I think yeah. Eddie Howe wants all of his midfielders to be comfortable with the ball at, at their feet, be able to keep possession. And it was always, in my opinion, the one thing. That, that Isaac Hayden didn't have. But what he does have is kind of what we need is someone to break up play. He was really good defensively, good in a tackle, um, you know, decent positionally as well. And uh, it, it does make you think, is there something more in it? Maybe is there something related to his contract? You know, win bonuses, appearance bonuses, all these things that might be added as, an, as a kind of carrot for Mike Ashley. We're still having to kind of the bill they're just kind of thoughts running through my head as to why they, 
um, hasn't gone through. But look, it's, it's such a weird one, boys, because he's still got two years left on his contract. So we're going to be in the same position again next season. It's just like, when is this going to end? Like, <laughs> let, let, let's be let's be honest. Um, who, who have we got? Uh, to be fair, actually, no, I'm I'm, I'm not going to go there because I think we'll talk about that in a separate conversation. I'll yeah. add it later on in the show. But yeah, it before, just... before you before you leave uh, Hayden or Peter, because there's some really good questions coming in, but one I want to tie in because it's we're on the topic now. Uh yeah, and Rich Joblin asked, could how not have improved him though, as in uh Hayden. Um for me he had the raw basics to be a combative uh centre midfielder. Um, fair point. It it is it, it is and, and you know what does I think that that's the that makes it even more intriguing that he had Hayden when he first took over the club and barely used him, like he didn't use him then. And it just makes you think: Is there something that we don't know? Is there something that Eddie Howe seen that we're not aware of? Because let's face it, boys, when we were under Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley, we loved Isaac Hayden as a midfielder. We loved what he did, his work rate, his, his ability to get box to box. He'd nick the old goal here and there. Not, not often, but the old goal. But clearly, Eddie Howe's seen something that he's not really convinced about him. And when we were in the doldrums and we were trying to fight for our lives and he could have used him then and he didn't. And I just think that, that says a lot about where we're at right now. Um, but yeah, that, that's just me. Uh, with, with, with and we have uh, another another great question here from Mike Gent later on. It's, it's definitely bait for you, Chris. Um, I'm, I'm putting that question to you later on, so uh, I think you, you'll uh, you'll enjoy that one. Oh, <laughs> Can I, am I allowed to say no comment? <laughs> I haven't read the question, by the way. I haven't seen it. So sometimes yeah. I think you wish you did. <laughs> God. I look forward to I look forward to reading that later. I won't spoil it. I won't have a look at it, but uh, I look forward to answering that one, Mike. Quality. Um, one player that has come into the club, though, um, this man is here, or this lad, should I say? Eighteen-year-old um, Alfie Harrison uh, signed for an undisclosed fee. Rumours to be around a three point five million deal deal um, from Man City. Uh, he's officially here, um, and. He's already spoken. The size of the club and, and what it's got going for it um, is massive for me. Got It's got a huge, passionate fan base. I'm looking um, to really push on with my career now. Um, the words of Alfie Harrison. Uh, boys, what do you expect? And I'm going to kind of make this quite broad now because mm -hmm. he's very, very clear that he's moving because he sees a pathway for his future at Newcastle United in terms of his own future. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what are you doing to me, man? We already, we've, we've been down this road. We've just won. Let's not go there again. Please. Um, he better not be on a Jugan a week. I tell you that for the first time. I don't that Hendrick's on six Jugan a week. But, um, <laughs> go back to the Harrison talk. Um <laughs> Uh, where, how do you see his pathway, in your opinion, in the next year? 
He wants, he wants to play regular football. He wants to break through for the first team. He didn't see the view, the vision at Man City. So he's come to Newcastle. How do you think we manage him in the next year? It's, it's a broad question and it's it's one for your own interpretation. But what do you think, Daz? Yeah, well, I started with Jimmy's comment because Jimmy says, uh, would you have Arsenal on the bench on Saturday? That might be a bit early, a bit early for, uh, for him. Who knows? Uh, we, we are yeah. light. No, but I think... I well, I sent it on to you guys today. I, I took it from the, the Chronicle that uh, he he seems to be coming off, uh, with a fee of 3.5 million, supposedly. Uh, and there's a 40% sell on clause as part of the deal as well. So he's highly thought of to spend that kind of money on him. Um, he, he looks a very good prospect. Now, you know, Eddie will take him in. He, uh, he's going actually he's going straight into the twenty under twenty ones first, and uh, they'll try and mold him that way, mold him to the style of play uh, we we want to get him ready uh, for our first team. But if he proves himself there, there is a an early path for him. We're lacking players, uh, or there's the spaces there. So we give him a, give him a couple of weeks and a month. He could be, he could see him on the bench because look at we're, we're soon going to be missing Bruno uh, with that suspension. So why not if he if he uh, if he does really well um, in the twenty ones and and what they see in training? Yeah, why not? There is a, a path for him there. But long term, uh, there, there's a big question mark over because in that same article there was um, a list out all the, the the players of that kind of age that we've we've kind of brought in a big big drive for, for those young players. So there has to be a path like a, a decent pathway for them to get into the first team like the only one like miley is, is the exception he's gone straight in but the like alex murphy's there he's just sitting on the bench got to get a few masks that's all he's getting uh but any anyone else on that list now they are only after coming in the last year so you want to be seeing them next year to be making progress towards that that, that first team else it's it's looking to sell them on again and do what Chelsea do, try and sell them on and, and uh, recoup some some cash back for them. Um, but yeah, just focusing on him, um, there there is a pathway for him, uh, especially because we we haven't been able to bring in players. And it's he's probably not not too disappointed we haven't brought in um, a whole lot of uh, extra midfielders. So um, yeah, the path for is there for him. Definitely, I think yeah, we made some. Good points there, Daz, for sure. Um, Chris, before I ask you the same question, I think there's something just popped up um, in, in the chat. So I don't know if you want to bring it up, fella. Yes. Um, so big massive shout out to a good friend of the channel, Rich Joblin. Uh, Rich, thank you very Here's much Rich. for the donation, mate. Means oh, means man. the world, mate. Thank you so much. Um, Rich says, no question. Great set of chaps. Contribution to your electric bills. I'm treating the missus. I don't know whether there's a joke in there, Rich. I don't know whether that was a dig at me with the lucky going off all the time. Um, they must never see you keep up the great work. Thank you very much, mate. You Cheers, Rich. Appreciate I appreciate nice it. One. Thank you, mate. Uh, I'm sure they'll appreciate it as well. <laughs> they'll be saying drinks on his... <laughs> Probably, most probably, but, uh, yeah, or, or lecky on us, as Rich lecky said. On us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, same same question, um, Chris, because you know, Daz made some good points. Is that you know, no doubt we, we want to see how he develops, but actually, we might well be in a position where we're, where we're not able to kind of just see how he develops due to the situation in the squad, but. Question I've got for you, in, 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 aside from where do you see his progression or his development, is would you have him on the bench 
um, at the weekend as one of the questions came in. I think it might have been from Jimmy. Jimmy. It was Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, well, I was laughing when you asked the question, Pete, because when you asked, um, you know, what his career prospects were in the next year, I was thinking in the next four months, his career prospects look fantastic. Um, because I think I think he's got a great opportunity of uh, certainly getting in and involved the first team. Um, but over over the course of the year, I think um, obviously in the summer, I think it's going to be a lot different. And you know, um, he's probably a player for the future. Um, he he should be looking at the likes of Louis Miley and thinking, you know, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to get to. Uh, and he, he looks a fantastic prospect. He really really does. Um, to answer your question about whether I'd have him on the bench, um, I don't see why not. Um, that's not to say that he'll come on, uh, but I think I think to to integrate him in and around that first team as early as possible is good. Clearly, he's a prospect, as Dal says. You know, you you don't spend that kind of money on it on a youngster unless you really rate them. Um, so you know, I think he's got a bright future. I think he's he's come to Newcastle. I mean, arguably he's playing for the best the best well, he was playing for the best club in Europe, um, and he's he's made that you know that move over to Newcastle. So obviously he you know he's obviously liked what he's heard from. Um, from you know Dan Ashworth or whoever it was who negotiated the deal, um, so for me I would just integrate him into the first team as much as quickly as possible, get him used to you know playing playing with that caliber of player, mm. and as I say, whatever happens in the summer happens. You know maybe maybe he'll drop back down to the under twenty ones or whatnot, but I'm sure he'll get another chance. But why we're so depleted at the moment, um, who knows? He could he could based on the scene, couldn't he? Get his opportunity, take it, <clears> a bit like Louis Miley. And uh, he could be, you know, he could be a put in and around the first team squad, um, which which would be fantastic. Uh, so for me, yeah, I'd, I I wouldn't have a problem with him being on the bench. Not to say that he'll appear, but I'd, I'd certainly I'd certainly have him in and around the squad. Definitely, why why not? You know, um, good opportunity for him and great way, as I say, to integrate him into the team. I agree. Uh, I think th there's no reason why you can't have him at least first and foremost training with the first team to have a proper look at him. Uh, yeah. Same with Miley. We've done the same with uh, a number of other players and one of the other players that we're going to talk about in just a second um, as well. Even Elisa. <laughs> Lizzie just turned to the you side. Heard you. you heard you. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, um, <laughs> you throw me now, but uh, <laughs> to be fair, that's where you have a proper look at him and see what how he fares against the first team players. And if he's pulling up trees and he's looking the part, why not integrate him? We, we've <laughs> we've got two keepers on the bench for God's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you bring in an eighteen-year-old lad um, to get to get a feel for the first team and see how he reacts? He might not react well, and if that's the case, bring him back down to the twenty-ones and you you re kind of integrate him that way. Um, I don't see an issue with it. And you boys have both mentioned the fact. But we've got a 17-year-old Louis Miley that's in the first team playing regular football yeah. and went through that transition of just training with the first team this time last year, being involved in and around the team to then smashing it in pre-season to now being a first team regular all, with, <clears> all <throat> under a year, just under a year, he's made that transition from integrated into the first team, playing well in friendlies, now a starter in the Premier League. It's, it, it can happen. It can happen, but you've got to have that pathway. And we clearly do. And it's great for me, boys, and I know you'll feel the same as well, is that we've got these young players that want to come to us from teams like Man City, from teams yeah. you know around the country that have 
generally got really good academies, but they want to come to us because they see a future. They see the fact that we're giving young players a chance. And, and that can only be a good thing moving forward. I spoke to I spoke to LB about um about Harrison. And uh initially I think he just gave a reaction and was like, you know, he's not the main guy. So you know, it might not be that like, it's not the worst thing in the world because they've got Oscar Bob and he's playing really well and I get that. But then when I spoke to him again the next day, he kind of gave me a little bit more about him and he said, look, he's he's a talented boy. He's he's a he's a good player. Um he obviously sees more of a pathway with you guys and but he said equally Man City have got to try and balance the book somewhere by selling for pure profit. And I know it may only be three, four million, but they've made a little bit of money. And I think that's Chris, did one of you boys talk about there might be a clause in there or something? Yeah. So, so just just to ask answer Richard's question first. So, well, I read in the Chronicle now that it was three point four up uh, up to three point five million around that kind of figure. And yeah, forty percent sell on costs. Uh, someone else asked the question um, about our thoughts on that clause. But the, uh, yeah, here it is, from Mike Kent. Uh, but the thing is, I suppose. We were willing to pay to, to do that deal and knowing that, that there's a 40 percent sell on cost so they obviously he's obviously higher it's not like something we do uh we, we normally don't bow to those uh, demands so they obviously have a high opinion of them to, to go down that route um so yeah well let's best look to him it's very much a chelsea move boys that's the kind of move that chelsea do with their young yeah salomon with um, a huge kind of um, release clause uh, of some form, like what they did with um, Tino Livramento uh, when he went to Southampton. Southampton sold him to us. They had a, I think it was similar, 30 40% release clause, or sell-on clause, should I say, and, and they got a lot of money back off that deal, which is why it cost so much for us. So, um, Hang on a sec. What's that? Chris, did you put the where, where did you read that oh, rising to nine million? I didn't see that bit. I just saw three point five. I I I can't remember where I read it. That was, but yeah, I heard because initially when it first broke, it was talking about nine million. So I I assumed it was three and a half up front, with, potentially with add-ons or something like that. I could be wrong, but I remember reading somewhere it said nine million, and then I saw it said three and a half million. So that's why I said rising to nine because I'm I'm assuming yeah. you know if we get in the Champions League or if we win a trophy or there'll probably be added extras here and there. That's that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. But yeah. Um, whether, that's why I've said apparently that that's that's what I read somewhere. But um, but yeah, 40 percent is it's it's a big clause, isn't it? But as you boys rightly say, it's it, it obviously they must think that there's certainly a, an opportunity for him to really kick on and maybe be worth a lot more than three and a half million in uh, not too long. And hopefully, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and another interesting uh, thing about that deal, I'm not sure if we already mentioned it, boys, but it's only two and a half year deal. So normally you get. A, a youth player that's on like a, a pretty decent contract three four years because you want to see the future with them it's only for two and a half years so it's with the uh, and it's really interesting for me because it, it's almost like a, a security for both clubs in that if uh, so for not for both clubs for both the player and the club should i say in that let's say in a year's time if he's not making any progress you can go okay we'll cut our losses with him uh but equally, if he doesn't feel he's he's being given the pathway that he was promised at Newcastle United, he can go, well, you know what, I'm going to look yeah. elsewhere. Um, but if he does play well and he is part of the first team, there's definitely going to be room there to negotiate another contract to say, you know what, 
um, you're 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 part of the first team picture. Let's mm. renegotiate, and it could mean that he gets a bumper rise in wages. It means that maybe we can negotiate something else in terms of that. Um, but there's always... what, I really I really like that. You know, I really like I, that because because it's it's hundred country because he's um. It, 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 that's that's him taking a risk as well, isn't it? Because let's be honest, if he doesn't get the opportunities at Newcastle or he flops, you know that that leaves his future wide and wide open. So it also it gives him the incentive to really make his mark, really make himself indispensable. Where the club are like, Do you know what, he's only got eighteen months, so he's only got twelve months left. We're going to have to really, you know, time down to a big deal, and then he will then go. Well, you've, you've currently got me on five grand a week or whatever it is. Um, I want fifty grand a week. Do you know what I mean? So it it actually works well for the club and for um and and for him, as you say. Maybe maybe uh, he doesn't just look like Haaland. Maybe he negotiates like Haaland as well, because we all know Haaland's the modern the modern player these days, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Who kind of sets his own release clause. Maybe Alfie Addison's been speaking to him about it. Well, it, it it's smart from the club as well. Like the the club is working in a smart way. Like I trust these guys a hundred and ten percent with negotiating these type of deals because they're not stupid with them. They're smart. They think about these things. They're meticulous. Um, top stuff. American Magpies. Um, hope you're well. Um, and and it, it, they're smart and, and and they get this stuff right more often than not. So I, I do think it, it it also adds an incentive for him to really want to work hard. He's not going to want to just kind of coast at Newcastle United. He's going to want to hit the ground running and really put the effort in um, to show that what he's about and that he's capable of playing in the first team. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's a it's an interesting one all round um, for for Alfie. I was about to call him Alfie Harland, but uh, <laughs> we might start calling him that as it goes. If on, he's banging in goals, yeah, he'll get that nickname. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Alfie Harrison, but no, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting, um, interesting one, uh, mm. and I'm sure we'll be talking about him again. But I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised, boys, if we if we see him in the first team before the end of the season. Uh, well, he had like, to he had to be registered before midday tomorrow, Pete, doesn't he? So who yeah. knows? Who knows? He's in. It could be registered. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, it will, it will, don't be surprised um, if if we see him play for the first yeah. team b- before the end of the season. Oh, I think so. No doubt. Interesting, boys. Just moving on. Um, our friend of the channel, Jordan, has said he understands that Jay Turner Cook has been recalled from his spell at St. Johnston. Um, the midfielder made only six appearances for the, the Scottish club and he's come back now. The reason why I say that is, do you think, and won't spend too long on this one because we've got other things we'll, we'll want to talk about um, moving <laughs> forward, but do you think he's got a pathway through to the first team? And the reason why I say that, boys, is because um, he played a little bit over pre-season um, and didn't look too bad after a decent loan spell at Tranmere last year. Um, but what do you think? Do you think that he may be the one as an older, more experienced player that could be potentially drafted in? What do we think? What do you think, Dad? Well, it's, a, it's another one of these loans that hasn't worked out, isn't it? We've had a, quite a few of, the, of those. Um, even sure that. Um, but uh, I agree. Yeah, you know. Uh, 
no, I don't, I, I don't think he's coming back from St. Johnson after only playing six games to command a place even on the bench for us. I, 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 I is there another loan deal lined up? Uh, there's no talk about it, but who knows? It could, it could be something that gets even announced after the deadline uh, tomorrow that he's gone somewhere else. It is, it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't even remember him playing in preseason. I know I saw him playing preseason, but I can't even remember him now today in the shoot. So, but uh, for him, I hope he, he he gets some regular football where wherever wherever he is playing. If that is with us in the twenty ones, are are moving on for another loan. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I I agree with Daz. I think uh, either the loan's not working out, and somebody's gone right and gone. He's he's not getting enough time. Let's move him somewhere else, or. Um, this could be why that we're not interested in keeping Isaac Hayden and why we're not interested in bringing anyone else in at the moment because maybe they're confident that you know they've got enough enough in youth that you know they trust them. Um, maybe 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 that's what it is. I think yeah, you're right, Pete. In preseason, he looked he looked okay. He looked decent. Um, so yeah, it could be that. But I think I think maybe over the next few weeks, months, we'll have to. We'll have to get used to seeing the youngsters in and around the squad, but I, you know that's not a bad thing because um, oh. I mean, look at look at look at Connor Bradley at um, at Liverpool. You know, he's he all of a sudden he's he's like outperforming Trent and uh, he's he's playing fantastically at right back. And I'm sure he probably didn't expect to get a look in, but he did. Um, Louis Marley, you know, but sometimes if you give these players um, a, a run out. All of a sudden, they appear from nowhere. Marcus Rashford did the same at Man United. I think Louis Van Gaal gave him his debut, and uh, everyone was like, "Who's this awesome. kid? Yeah, who's this it's kid?" Awesome. And too. based on the scene, and look where he is now. I mean, not right Shy. now, but, Shy. Yeah. Shy. in Northern Ireland <laughs> at a party. Somewhere. That's yeah. where he is. Yeah, yeah. He's, but he's on. He's on. He's on. Did too much, too young, and and uh, now now he's yeah. he's regretting that he wants to party. Yeah, no, no, he's near. He's near with He's Manchester. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know who knows, and um, let, let, we don't want him to say not like Marcus Rashford, but maybe Marcus Rashford of six to twelve months ago, because uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be so bad. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting few months for us, and I know we're gonna touch on the uh, the squad and going forward and stuff like that. So I think uh, yeah, it's exciting times, and it gives us an opportunity to have a look at these these lads, um, you know, before you know loan spells or. To see whether or not you know how we want to manipulate the squads going into the next season 24 25. I, I think I think he'll be I think he'll be training with the first team. I think he'll probably be on the bench here and there. Um I, I, I've got a feeling that's why I think they've brought him back. Um because he did well in preseason. Um, not well as in you think we need to play him, but well enough that he was doing the business. Oh, what how, I'm sorry. How are Bournemouth not falling up right now? I've got no idea. They are absolutely hammering West Ham. They've just had another sitter that they've missed. Good save by Ariola, I think. Oh, gee. I've just seen it. it. It should be 4 0. Like they are hammering them at West Ham as well. It's unbelievable. Um, it's crazy. Um, Pete, Pete, just on, on that note with the break and play, and we're, we're not going anywhere yet. We're not even at the halfway mark. We're just going to give a quick shout out to the sponsors. Uh, we normally do it at the end, but let's bring it forward because you never know there could be some breaking news along the way. Uh, 
Right, shout out to Bathroom Design Co. H H2O Bathroom Design Co. Uh, for all your bathroom needs, and we do promise. I know people are dying to see the new pictures. We don't have them yet. The, we still have the old pictures, but they are on the way pretty soon. And also a shout out to the RadiatorShed.com for all your radiator needs, because everybody loves the radiator bit. We start talking about radiators, so they are on the way soon. Those new pics of the radiators. Uh, we go uh, talking to Chris. You were talking, definitely talking to Russ today, and they are on yes. the way. I don't know which Russ you're talking to, but you're talking to someone <laughs> called Russ. Uh, and so the uh, new pictures on the way, and that's for the latest. In the meantime, the radiatorshed.com uh, for all your uh, radiator needs. Back to back to studio. No, sorry. Uh, I was just, I just see that chance just got caught up in it. So I was like, yes, yes. Oh, fuck's sake. But uh, yeah, it didn't quite work out. But um, yeah, I just, I, th- I think because he's not gone alone, um, I think that he, he's obviously going to stay and I think he'll, he'll be around the first team. Side question, boys. Should we replace our current loan manager? And the reason being is because you brought him up, Daz. So I'm going to put it out there to you um, both. Should we replace the loan manager, Shola Amiobi? Are the loans working for our young players in development? Uh, are they given the right opportunities to succeed? Um, Chris, I'll come to you. Guy. Come back to... Sorry, to before that. you go to Chris, oh, I, 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 know, I know a guy that can do the job. Go to you then, go for it. No, no, no. I, Chris can have the sensor, but it's going to put someone out there. When he's doing nothing, nothing else for the next couple of week, weeks, he's he's already taken over as the Macam Slayer. There we go. This man could do the job. Yeah. Put the feet up. Do it for a few <laughs> weeks. See how he gets on. Cool, calm, and collected. Mr. Iceman. Sorry, Chris. Back to you. Just give him something to do, won't it, while he's sitting, while he's uh, relaxing. Exactly. But, um, hmm. I, 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 do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, recent recent um, recent loan deals that have happened haven't gone very well. Um, even not so recent ones haven't gone very well either. Um, I remember Sorensen being being the next big thing, and then he, he kept getting shipped off on loan. And he didn't get a look in. Uh, Grand Qual's loan didn't go very well. I mean, the the, the list goes on really. Um, I don't know. I mean, if the, if the, if there was an upgrade out there, if there was if there was somebody who you know was particularly experienced or had recent successes in it, why not? Um, you know, we 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 have had a big backroom shuffle, and uh, well, since the owners have come in, we have, uh, and I'm sure that we can improve. It probably is an area we can improve on. It does feel like Shola survived uh, the call. Uh, you know, where where jobs were kind of given out, so it felt like jobs were given out to, to the boys. Uh, and for some reason, you know, Shola clung in there. Um, obviously, got a lot of respect for Shola and what he did as a, as a player at Newcastle. But is he a lone manager? I don't really know. Um, but maybe, maybe unless, unless of course, there's an outstanding candidate to take over, I would probably just give him a little while longer. Um, see, if, see if he can improve things because I do have a, a degree of sympathy for him because. It must be quite a difficult job because you know clubs at the time. You know, I'm, I'm just picturing being in shoulder's shoes. I'm sure clubs go, "Oh yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely play him. We love him. We think he's brilliant." And then you keep checking, and they're like, "Yeah, it wasn't the right game for him. Didn't want to play him." Um, oh, you know, our main, our main, our main striker, midfielder, defenders come back, so you know, oh, he wasn't feeling very well. And I'm sure, I'm sure it is quite difficult because obviously shoulder's not directly there, but. 
you could argue that maybe maybe Shola needs to negotiate, you know, clauses or obligations where they have to play a certain percentage of matches. Maybe Shola should turn up to all the matches and go, where is he? Why is he not playing? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's 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 a difficult one for me. Uh, but if there was an outstanding candidate to come in and replace him who has a track record of, you know, being a really good loan manager, then yeah, I would replace him. Hmm. Go on, Dad. Uh, yeah, no, just look at some of the comments here as well. There's, there's straight away in from Craig Lee goes, sack him, sack him. Uh, and yeah, didn't he get Peter Ramage as well, even though he's assistant as well? Uh, so he said, it's, mm. it's like it's a bit of nepotism going on there. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, William Smith makes a good point. Uh, besides uh, Minta, has there been a successful loan? Good point. Uh, and to be fair, William, you could argue. I'm not even sure that Shola arranged that loan because I think it was part of the deal. Yeah, it was. Loaned him back. Oh, no, not yeah. loaned him back, but loaned him. Yeah, they loaned him. They loaned him straight out. Yeah. I wonder whether they just rang Shola and went, he's going to final, and Shola's like, sounds. Good deal. Um Yes, um, Mike goes. Uh, Stevie Wonder would do a better job than Shola. But look at my look at my crib, low manager. So the, the question is: Is Shola wearing the wrong the, the wrong hat? I guess is the is the question. Uh, maybe he needs to wear a different hat. And you I still it's, I still think there could be a role for him at the club, but maybe loan manager isn't the right one. Um, even even if he was an ambassador, does you know? Like we we talking yeah. about the hospitality, aren't we? And I mean, I don't know, that's a bit of a downer. Given is doing something similar, I got no. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he, he certainly so got a country. role to play at the club. I think he's got a role to play at the club. I just don't know whether it's loan manager. But mm. yeah, I think uh, sack him. Yeah. Exactly. For me, I'm, I'm I'm being ruthless. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not being funny. Um, like, there's been some shocking loans over the years. There's been some absolute diabolical loans that Shodamiobi has orchestrated over the years. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, they haven't really got better. I look at Grand Kowal and I just think he's been mismanaged. I think his loans have been really, really poorly managed. The selection of the team, uh, to be fair, this season is a little bit harsh because um, I think it's Volodam um, in Holland. The manager that really wanted him to work with him ended up getting sacked. And I think the other manager that's come in isn't really a fan of him. And I think that's why it kind of hasn't worked there. But still, there are other teams that he could have gone to. That 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 loan to Hearts was... Uh, I just think it was awful. Uh, for me, and I know why they do it, I just think the loans to Scotland need to stop. They need to stop. No player, or very rarely does a player at Newcastle United be successful on a loan to Scotland. Mm. And I don't. I think what... in fairness, Pete, the only reason he went to Scotland, to Hearts particularly, was because I think uh, wasn't the two or three Australian players already there? Yeah. There were, there were, but, but I just think for me, Scotland isn't working. It's not no. working as a loan no, environment no, no. For, for our no. players, and because we're so it's independence. I, I get it. Should be five in it. They've just missed another sitter. Um, it, because they're so close, I get it. It makes sense. I just mm. think the standard of football isn't what you want for Grand Kowal. You want him to play at a better standard. We could have sent him to League One and play for someone like Derby, someone like Peterborough, 
someone like Portsmouth in England, and I think he'd have had a better successful time playing for a team like that, even a Barnsley. And Barnsley's a little bit nearer in terms of location. Putting him on a loan somewhere like that in League One with the potential that he's got would have been a better move than sending him to Scotland. Because even in League One, in my opinion, it's a better standard of football that he's experiencing and he's getting accustomed to. And I just think we really need to look at this in a bit more detail because it's not working. It really isn't. And for me, I think it's been a year and a half, two years worth of development that's been a bit of a waste for someone that had massive potential. We all watched him, boys, didn't we? We watched the clips. We watched him in Australia. And I know the standard isn't great there, but he was tearing it up and he was only coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. He was coming off the bench and he was making a difference. And you just think with his attributes, his speed, his technical ability, his ability to to kind of, you know, like move quickly with the ball, his sharp touches, like that could be a massive benefit for a team in League One. And that then gives them a chance to kind of move forward. I just, uh, I don't know. It, there's, a, there's a bit of a touch of the Freddie Adu's about him, I think. Um, the old football manager favourite. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is all a bit too much for him. Um, but is that because but, of the low, if that is that because of the choices that we've made that we get that opinion? Because I agree with you. I agree with you, Dad. I think it is that he has that kind of aura about him now because he's not had a great time where he's been on loan. But had we have arranged better loans for him, could he have been yeah. better? I don't know. Yeah. And like I I, I don't get the, the Dutch move at all uh, because you sit, when I'm in a country that he doesn't speak the language either, like it, a, a lower, a lower, um, club in in the english league would, would make more sense somewhere cl- close as well to newcastle that you could you could keep an eye on them a close eye on them uh would make more sense but um well his brother plays in germany yeah so why, why not organize a, a move to germany why not organize yeah. a loan move there even if it was from even if it was like the 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 level down from the bundesliga why not organize a loan there and he's and he's at least in the same country as his brother he might not be able to see him all the time but why not be able to arrange that? Like, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to put it out there because I just thought it's a question worth asking. And look, we will no doubt um, revisit that at some point because as it comes into the summer, that loan conversation will start to kick in again with the number of players. And I think it's something that maybe is as a channel, maybe needs to keep a little bit of an eye on in terms of that loan market because we've got a lot of good young players now coming through the ranks, and it's maybe something we need to um, keep an eye on from that perspective. It is 1-0, half-time, Bournemouth, West Ham at the Olympic Stadium. Should be five, not going to lie. Oh, yeah, there you go, bang, uh, on, on the button as always. But, uh, boys, should we look at the tactics board? Yes. Sure, why not? Board <clears throat> and look ahead. <laughs> We won't be using this button, so uh, why not? Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that's that's probably going to be put away for a for a good few months until sort of May due time, and then and then it may it may kick into gear again. Um, right, let's look let's look at the tactics board. Let's have a look uh, and see. And the reason why we're going to go to the tactics board um, for those in the chat is because 
let's assess the players that we've got left. Um, so we've got the squad um, that we've got for the rest of the season. So let's have a look and see. Let's go for the goalkeeper, Dubravka, Karius and Pope. Um, Back in March. Yeah. In March. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of that, boys? Um, I'm delighted. Hopefully, we, we get to see him in goal. Even though Dubrovka, as we've said, and you you, you made a public apology last night, Pete, uh, Dubrovka. Mm -hmm. uh, and look at the, we, we we all we're all talking about. No, we need a, a keeper in this in this uh, January window. But he has done really really well. And so uh, fair play to Martin Dubrovka um, mm -hmm. since since Pope has been out. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I like the way he had to even put Mark Gillespie in there. I like that. Uh, no, <laughs> 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 to, to be quite frank, yeah, that's not happening. Uh, I'll I put the I'll put them out. Um, as I see, if you think anything different, boys, please let me know. I'm just going to yeah. put them in positions that I think are best sort of suited to them. Um, are we putting Damber left back or centre back? Put him left back. Put him He's yeah. playing 90% of the time. That's 95% yeah. of the time he plays there. Mm. True. Um, Man United have taken the lead against Wolves. Oh. Funny enough, Ooh. funny Ooh. enough, Marcus Rashford is the scorer. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> we've got Kraft at right back here. Oh, he's not in there anymore. He's gone. I've not removed him from the team. Right. Livermento, interesting. Left, right, left, right. Where are we putting him? He's an interesting one. I don't know if you want to. I'll put him here. We'll come back to. We'll come back to that. Oh, he's gone. Let me put him here, so he's on the pitch. We'll come back to that. Target. Hall. Jesus Christ! Look at that. Is there any more room on the left? It's a good job Stop. you never put Livermento there. No, I mean, madness. <laughs> uh, Tonali, obviously, not, not available. Um, Willock on the left of the front, uh, <coughs> middle three. Yeah. Would you put Dummett there for Botman, beside Botman as kind of cover there? I know if, if it'd be Lascelles that'd go in yeah, there if, if Botman was missing, but maybe to to give some kind of a backup there for, for uh, Botman. Well, well, I don't know what you guys, what you boys think. What, what, what are you thinking? Where, where do you think he's best suited? To be fair, I think that's a great point from Daz because the the games that we've recently seen, Paul Dummett, he's played centre back. He's not played left back. I don't know whether he's got, I don't know whether he's got left back in him anymore. Um, and yeah, to coin the phrase, I agree with Daz. Yeah, Dummett with bottom. I think I think that's probably fair. Okay, no, that sound by me. Uh, Elliot Anderson, where are we putting him? Left. Left mid centre mid, left wing. I think left centre mid. Um, I know his preferred position is left wing, but I think I think he would struggle to get in left wing now with Barnes and Gordon. I think I think they see him as a central midfielder. Yeah, you go for the same dance. Uh, yeah, I wasn't listening. Sorry, I was reading the comments. Um, yeah, whatever Chris said. Ellie Ellie Anderson on the left of the centre mids rather than the wing. Um, which then would be put Longstaff on the right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Bruno in the middle, of course, he is. Uh, Miley on the right, Are we put him on the right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he has been playing left, doesn't he? But yeah, probably, probably right, yeah, 
Yeah. It was the only reason why I asked is because he has played on the on the right, but obviously when everyone's fit and available, Joe Linton, um, I'm going to leave. Yeah, no point in putting on. Yeah, he he might gonna... be back by the end of the season, but might be yeah. the last two games or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like May, isn't it? So it's yeah, not yeah. really one to be considering now. <clears throat> um, Anthony Gordon, um, mm-hmm. Richie, do we play him left, right? Where, where besides, does he? Besides Jason Tindall. Yeah, down here somewhere. Down here. Where's, where's he been coming on? I think he's been coming on like right wing, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, yeah. He has been coming yeah. on right wing. Um, yeah. You put him here? Put him there. Put him there. Put him there for now. Yeah. Harvey Barnes on the yeah, left. on the left. Um, apparently, could um, only just missed out um, uh, for the Villa game. Um, odds okay. on to be on the bench, barring a, a slight setback. So that'll Good. be positive news. Going into the game on Saturday, uh, Jacob Murphy on the mm-hmm. right hand side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on, let me move back Richie there because we need to make room for for Murphy. Miguel Almiron um, mm-hmm. here uh, on the right hand side. Big Cow through the middle, uh, and Alexander Isaac as well. That is the full team. Um, going back to Livermento though, so I'm going to put him in the middle. Where, where, where do you boys think? <clears throat> we need to play him. Where, where does he need to be, in your opinion? Because he has played most of his minutes on the left, but he is yeah. a right back. Where, where are you putting him? Yeah, he's he's a, a right back uh, for me, but he's he's a utility player for us at the moment while Trips is still in in the picture. So um, for for this, you can probably stick him on in the right back because uh, you've got three you got three and three on, on either side then. But he's 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 first pick if uh, on that left hand side if Burn is is out. Okay, Chris, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with Daz. I think probably the right. Um, but he, he we know we know how uh, adaptable um, Tina Livermento is. He could be right back. He could be left back. He could be right wing. Um, he could be left wing. Um, so that's that's the advantage of having such a versatile player. Who he's one of those players, isn't he? Where wherever he plays, he looks pretty good. Um, but I think predominantly he is a right back, um, and that kind of that kind of shows how balanced our our defense is at the moment. You know, we've got three on the left, three on the right, and then two either side in the middle, which, which you know certainly looks okay to me anyway. What what's the, what's the big standout that you notice, boys, in, in the squad? Uh, not not to state the obvious, but uh, should, we should win the game with this squad. Yeah. First of all, yeah, with, with that many players, Luton won't know what hit them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or who, or who hit them? Yeah. <laughs> but what what's the what's the big standout, boys? What what do we notice? <laughs> Poor old Bruno's looking very lonely there. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, and and it goes back to the point is that um, we are incredibly light without Bruno Gamares. And look, you boys have touched on it the last show or two. Um, Bruno is walking a very much a tightrope at the moment. And you take him out of the team. Who do we play in that position? So let's have that conversation now, boys. Like he's going to be he's going to be suspended at some point. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to go yeah. up until April. Uh, without collecting a yellow card, like I would love that to happen, it's just not going to be the case. So, 
when we lose Bruno, shall we say, who's that guy to play in the midfield from what's left? The million-dollar question. It is. It's, 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 a tough, it's a tough one. Longstaff. Can Lewis Miley play there? Um, you don't want to, but Shar could move up. You, you don't want to do that. That's like a Steve Bruce move. But... Yeah. Um, We're going to find out soon enough. Yeah, it's, it's a really tough situation, <clears throat> and this is why I asked the question because it, it's it's not it's not straightforward. No, it it, it, it really isn't straightforward. Um, and to quote phrases you put in the chat, I've, I've just clicked on because I couldn't see the chat before. He's just put no anchor cover, and and we've just touched on that as well. Um, there is no anchor cover whatsoever in this in this team, and. We don't have anybody that is even remotely similar to what Bruno Gamerez is. Now, no. look, if, if I know we go back... I know who I'm picking. All right, go uh, for it. For me, it would be Louis Miley. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because, <laughs> not, that, not that we're blessed with options, because we're not, no. um, but for me, it would be Louis Miley, purely because of his engine. Now, I know you could argue Sean Longstaff, um, but I feel like... I feel like with Sean Longstaff, he, if he's played out of position, it's almost like it gets in his head. Whereas with Louis Miley, if Eddie Al got him on the training pitch and said, right, I need you to do this. This is what I need you to do. You know, and, and he's still young. He's still impressionable. He can still be moulded. I feel like he would be the best fit because I think Louis Miley, you know, he's, he's a big lad. I think, he, what is he, 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, um, I think he, he can get about the pitch. And I think he, he could be moulded into the role. Whereas with Sean Longstaff, I kind of feel like, you know, it's a little bit like you can't teach uh, an old dog new tricks. Like Sean Longstaff, yes, he's everywhere. And yes, you know, he, he does he does give you that engine. But I just don't know. Like, we, I mean, we've seen <clears> it in recent games, haven't we, boys? When, when Sean Longstaff plays on the left, he hasn't looked quite right. When Sean Longstaff moves to the right, all of a sudden, he, he, he puts in a fantastic performance against Villa. And I think, for me... I would, I would, I would be. No. If I was Eddie Howe, I'd be going one on one. Oh yeah, Hendrik for Bruno, yeah, absolutely. Not Hendrik. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, given the with the options available, Pete, I would, I would be putting Louis Miley there, and I would be. If I was Eddie Howe, I'd be having one on one training sessions with him, and I'd be going right. This is what I need you to do. Even if he's watching videos of Bruno, even if he's watching videos of other fantastic number sixes, and saying this is what I need you to do. I need you to come in and do a job for the team. And the, the, he's got he's got the capability, and he's got he's got all the raw materials to be able to do that. Why he's not chosen to do that? It's probably because it's a, it's a big ask, it's a big responsibility, mm. and that's why he's putting our most experienced central midfielder in that role in Bruno. Um, but I tell you what, if he can get Louis Marley playing in that position, because <clears throat> there's no reason why he can't do it. Yeah, mm. go on, Daz. What 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 you yeah, saying? You know I was I was just contemplating a few different players that are not it's not their position to, to come into there. I even thought of like uh um even playing craft in there. Like I know craft has never played there, but but I think the most sensible one though, if you were to move someone from the defense up into that position, it would be Shar. They'd bring Lascelles into where Shar is. Uh and just uh, because Shar can get up and down the pitches a day. He's, he's he's he does that already. So and he's well able to carry the ball and he can pick a pass. 
It's it's not for for the two games that he's going to be missing for. It's it might be worth the gamble if you don't if you don't want to move Miley or Longstaff back in there. I'm going to ask you a question, boys. Um, on Tuesday night, we did something that, or Eddie Howe did something that we've been asking for in certain parts of the game, and he did it, and it helped us get the three points, and it's going to five at the back. Is that something that we need to consider, maybe in the games that we don't have Bruno Gomez? <clears throat> Um, to to change the style of the team is that something that maybe uh, you boys would consider, Chris? I'll, I'll come to you on that. What do you think? I think it's a great shout, Pete. I mean, it's something we haven't we haven't really spoke about, isn't it? Um, we did look comfortable. My only concern is, I suppose, my only concern is it's quite defensive. Uh, to state the obvious, it's quite defensive, and it it requires your wing backs to really push up and kind of support, you know, the front three. Um, and then obviously, the, the, stating the obvious, if the opposition uh, overload the central center of midfield, you, you're pushing, you're pushing the team even back. And then at, at one point, you could be playing with seven at the back um, because you, you're two defensive midfielders are being pushed back, and then you're isolating your three up top. Um, but it's certainly, it's certainly a consideration, mate. No, I, I, I do agree. Um, Who's to say that Eddie hasn't tried playing someone else in the number six? I know he was reluctant to play Tenali in the number six because uh, we all thought, you know, initially when we first signed him, we thought, oh, Tenali's going to play in the number six, and then he didn't. Um, and he still he still persisted with Bruno there. Who, that's not to say that Tenali won't eventually move there. Uh, maybe that's the plan. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, if we played with wing-backs, if we, I mean, you could argue, couldn't you? If we played with... Burn. So, what would it be, Pete? It would be Burn on the left. It would be Botman in the middle, Shard on the right, and then you wing back. Whoa, 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 Chris! Because I'm maneuvering it now. Oh, oh! Because this is this is how I would potentially see it, and, oh, and I'm going off based off what you yeah. boys have just said. Yeah. Um, in having, and I'm going to do that because Livermento was yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking more. Let's move him out of the way. Shaw, Miley, um, in that midfield, maybe even Shaw Longstaff in that midfield. That could be an option because you're pushing him forward in his in midfield. He's got the protection of three. Very good on the ball. Very three, good on the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Three, but but what you need from him is three solid centre backs to be able to protect. If one of those centre backs go off for any reason, he just fits back in and you rejig yeah. it. Lewis Miley comes into there and you've got the two. Or you start with them two, you go with Shaw, and you, you've got Lascelles as, as an option here. So it, it's, it's whether he wants to do that from the beginning. We've, we've shown away from home against the very, very good Aston Villa team that we can do it and yeah. we can get the result and we can stop them playing. We talked about it on the review show last night, is that they resorted to just one lump over the top to Leon Bailey to be able to try and break through, and they couldn't do it. Um, but if you offered that as a potential formation, and then however the attack line is, is the attack. I'm not going to touch that too much. But looking at these guys, Trippier, Shaw, Botman in the middle, Dan Byrne on the left, Livermento on the left, uh, on the on the left 
wing back position. Two centre midfielders, the Geordie boys in the middle, and then the rest of the team fits the way it, it does. That could potentially work. Pete, Dude, that, is that is potential, potentially work there. Is there a potential, Pete? And, you know, again, if we're thinking about pushing Shard a bit further forwards, is there a potential to tuck Kieran Trippier into the right centre back position and have Jacob Murphy as the wing back? Tuck in Trippier. <clears throat> yeah. You could tuck him in there. You could have and then Liv have, there. Yeah, or, or, or Jacob Murphy. Uh, I'm thinking Jacob Murphy played on that, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. You could do Murphy there, who, who like, like, like you just mentioned, has played right wing back before, playing that position. You, you've got that there. You could move. You know, if if we, I think, I think it's really clear, boys, that Lewis Miley has played a lot more Premier League football than any of us expected, including yeah. Eddie Howe. And by us, by us here, and and I'm not seeing the chat, so I don't know what they're saying, but by us here considering. Fabian Scher in this position here is not any disrespect to Lewis Miley at all. He is capable of coming in and playing that role and starting. But what we're doing is taking the pressure off him because there is there is very much something called too much too soon. And, and you don't want to burn him out by playing him time and time again. He does need rest every now and again um, during the game. So having Fabian Shaw there is an option. He could quite well do that role there um, alongside where Trippier is. And I'll just put them two together because Fabian Shaw could quite easily play in that position. But Miley here would be the go-to. the go -to. Um, And then, to be fair, there's an option here in that you change tact completely in that you do this and that you bring another midfielder in and then you're playing maybe two up front instead. So I'm going to move these boys out here. So you've got a potential for that to be a lineup. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, 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 playing I, with two guys. You know, you know that Gordon can drop in and do his defensive work, but he yeah. can also link the attack. And I'm saying Isaac there, it could quite easily be Callum Wilson in that position because we know Isaac's out for a while. Who's to say that it doesn't look like that? And it gives some support to Wilson, a little bit like he had with Josh King um, at Bournemouth when they played together as a two. Josh King did a lot of the work in and around him and Callum Wilson made the moves forward. Who's to say that they don't then play as a pair to take the pressure off him, to allow Gordon to be the one to make the counter-attacks and you bring Joe Willock into that position. That's another option too. But I, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out here, boys. I don't know um, what, what you yeah. boys think well, about. The thing, the thing is that uh, Eddie has, has known for a lot longer than us that, that one, that he wasn't going to get, get someone in. Well, more or less, it was a doubtful that he gets get someone in, and two that 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 Bruno suspension is looming. So he's he's got plenty of time to have thought about this. So something like this, go going to five at the back and switching it up, uh, is an, is a way out of the problem that we're going to have for those two games. We might have more problems on top of that that we don't even know about yet. Um, but hopefully not. But um, so yeah, it it is viable. Uh, the, these suggestions that we're uh, making here, I'd say it's it's. It must be right paying though anyone listening on Spotify this uh, after us. They, or, or this, they will be to see what's going on. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, very interesting. Uh, uh, no, that, that, to be fair, guys, that's a great point. We'll, we'll, just for those on Spotify that are watching, we'll give you some, we'll give you some direct love here. What we're doing on the tactics, boys, looking off, 
uh, alternative options for Newcastle United. We know we play the 4-3-3 and Eddie Howe doesn't like to kind of deviate from that. But what we're looking at is a potential of a sort of a 5-3-2 potential option or a, a 5-2-3 kind of option um, in that we play how we finished the game at Villa with wing-backs in Livramento, potentially Murphy, potentially Trippier, having a back three of Byrne, Botman, Shaw, um, depending on how it works, Longstaff and Miley in the middle, or you could potentially bring Shaw into the middle and play Trippier or Lascelles as a third centre-back. And then you've got the option of playing Willick as a midfield three, mm-hmm. or you've got the chance of playing a front three, as you normally do, with Gordon on the left, Isaac or Wilson in the middle, and Almiron on the right. And that's kind of your options there that we're looking at. And we're looking at alternatives. And the reason for that, <coughs> if you've not heard already, is that obviously we know we're going to lose Bruno at some point. And that's why we're looking at alternatives. Whether anyhow does that or not, we've got no idea. Probably not. But we're just throwing it out there. Mm. Um, but look, Boy, you know, we, 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 we've talked about that. We've talked about our options. I'm going to ask you the question straight out. Have we got enough to continue the fight this season in where we want to go? And ultimately where we want to go is be in a position where we are fighting um, for European football. So that's the question I've got for you, boys, is that are we in a position... With what we have left, I'm just going to manoeuvre them back to where they were um, in their in their positions, their strongest positions. Have we got enough boys to really sort of tackle this season and 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 gain European football? Is what I want to know. Is what what are your thoughts? I, I have two answers here, and I, this is like a, a Keith Roll uh, answers. Uh, but <laughs> I, the first one is. Uh, no, because the, the the attrition rate we have at the moment, we're losing a player a game. So in that sense, no, we, we're not going to have a, a, enough. But yeah, I'll go the opposite end of the scale. Yes, if we get no more injuries, uh, we had enough of injuries already this season. We have enough of players out and they're going to be missing for the rest of the season as well. Um, so getting Isaac, key key one is as well as Bruno being being you know having no backup for Bruno uh, as is visible here on the screen. We've we've we're very light in in attack where we we know Isaac is going to be. Oh, we're thinking it's going to be between two to four weeks, but who knows how long it's going to be out for? Wilson coming back, how long is before he gets injured again? We're going to be relying on Gordon then playing in the middle, and then we're we're missing what what Gordon brings uh, on on the wing. We've got Barnes coming back in. Um, so yeah, but we've got we've got a few players coming back. We've Willock to come back. We've got Murphy back now, and he's it was a, a big difference in the game uh, against Villa. What what he, he provides. So I I but if it's to make a decision, I'm going to say yes. We 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 have enough, uh, and if it can help us, if if uh, teams above us start dropping a few points as well, it would, would help us along the way. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'm going to come to you. Have we got enough to get through and, and mount? A European, um, a European kind of sort of push for the back end of the season, um, and this is providing we all stay fit. And 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 in addition to that, would you say that this squad of players is better than Aston Villa, 
West Ham and Brighton's, in your opinion. And I know we haven't got those squads here to look at in detail. Mm. But would you say that squad is better than what those squads have to offer? Um, to answer that question, I think yes, if all fully fit. And I suppose that's the issue. Because if you take an Alexander Isak out of that, if you take a Harvey Barnes out of that, if you take a Bruno Gomeric out of that, if you take you know a Sven Botman out of that, um, then no. And, and you know, I suppose that's a bit of a cop out because any if you went to any team, you know, whether it be Brighton, West Ham, Aston Villa, and took out four or five of their best players, you know, it'd be the same same thing. Um, but I think if we, I think if we're more fortunate with injuries, I think if we, you know, bring get these key players back, uh, hopefully Alexander Isak can be back in March time, maybe. That, that would be brilliant. Um, I think, and, and obviously we keep Callum Wilson fit. I think there's there's definitely a possibility that we can get European football. Um, what European football that will be, I don't know. Um, but I, I still, <laughs> I, after that after that win against Aston Villa, and I think I think I said this to you boys, didn't I? After that win against Aston Villa, I did say that I felt, um, I felt that if we got a win against Villa, there's still a slim hope of top four. People think I'm mad, think think I'm crazy, but I do still think there is a slim hope. Um, but it is about getting those players back on the pitch. It really is. Would I would I have wanted two or three signings? Yes, and I think I think I would have. I, do you know what? I actually think I would have gone into this into this second half of the season confidence. Um, but we are where we are. These are the squad of players that we've got, and I just hope that we keep as many of them fit as possible. That's that's kind of where, where I am. I, I, this squad with um, injuries, you know, um, being fortunate for for us, this squad is more than capable of finishing the top seven. More than more than capable. Uh, we've just got to make sure that you know we kind of are, are consistent as we possibly can be. Uh, energy levels are up, and that as I say, we've got as many players fit as we possibly can. Um, but I, I I do think we can have a positive end to the season. I just wish that we, we could have brought one or two in just to kind of cement that and make that more of a reality. Um, but we're certainly capable of it, and we've proved that uh, against Aston Villa on um, Tuesday night. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be an interesting one, boys. Um, oh, it is. But it, it, it always is. You're absolutely right. And we first of all, we need players back fit. And um, like as we said before, um, there's positive news with regards to Harvey Barnes, looking like he should be on the bench. There was actually rumours that Willett could also be on the bench. No no talk of Callum Wilson. It's kind of gone round in circles with, with Willock and Wilson. At one point, it was looked at that Willock would be more likely to be available for the Nottingham Forest game. Callum Wilson looking like he could have been available for the Villa game, now Luton. Now potentially pushed back to Nottingham Forest. We don't know what's going on there. Now Willock seems to be pushed forward and, and seems to be that Willock and Barnes are the next ones available. Um, <coughs> so it's looking like uh, Callum Wilson could be back for, for for Forest. And then after that, it's looking like Elliot Anderson is the next one in line from that. And it does make things str stronger it makes the bench stronger it makes our options stronger and it just gives us an opportunity to make sure that every player is given um minutes um lastly before we move on um you boys how are you boys feeling with anthony gordon playing as a central striker um 
Are you happy with that? Um, we happy with what he produced, and I think we touched on it a little bit on the reaction show. But are you happy with what he produced? Sorry, um, is that kind of what you go for against Luton if Callum Wilson's not fit? Yeah, yeah. If Callum Wilson's not fit, we have no other option. I don't think. But uh, he, he he was immense against Villa. He was one of a number of players that though there was. Um, I, I'd rather him on the on the wing. I uh, always uh, like him on the wing, but um, he, he he tracks back as well. He he's everywhere. He, he's he's uh, he's just in your face. Um, but the, the, what Chris alerted us to as well. He's he's only one match away from a suspension. So it's crazy. Um, are you worried, Chris, about? his ability to put the ball in the net from a striker's position. Obviously, we know what Isaac can do. We know what he's capable of. Are, are you worried from that perspective or are you, um, are you still confident that game in, game out, if needs be, with Wilson and Isaac not available, that, that will still be as potent as a strike force as we were against Villa and in previous games? Yeah, I mean, like Daz, I preferred him left wing. Um, I, think he, I think he can score goals. I've got no doubt he can score goals. I just don't know how many he would score. And is he going to be as prolific as Wilson and Isaac? I don't think he is. Um, but let's let's you know let's not um, let's not forget the fact that Anthony Gordon's a really talented player. And since he's joined Newcastle, certainly um, you know forget forget the uh, the season where he came in in January, and then obviously you know he, he had a difficult time, but. You know, start of the season, he's been he's been absolutely brilliant, and um, I think I think he's only going to push on. I think he's only going to get better, uh, and I, I think I, I think he's got the potential to be a fantastic player for us. Would I want to play him through the middle? As I say, probably not, but I think he could definitely do a job. Pete is what I'm saying, and I think I think he will score goals um, because he's um, he's too busy and too active not to. Um, so yeah, I think um, if if needs must, I think he can do the job. Just uh, for to to David uh, John Cook there the, the just yeah he asked the question uh, Bruno gets a ban who plays central midfield you have to go back we spent about uh, uh, fifteen minutes discussing discussing that uh, era but uh, yeah we had some good options there um, being a tactic change as well for Eddie it's what we were suggesting <gasps> bad news thanks Chris one bad news one one yeah equalised from a penalty they got so lucky. So lucky. It was, it was a coming together. You could argue it is a penalty, but you could easily, easily argue that it wasn't. Um, and War Price has put it away. But West Ham haven't been good. They've, they've been given a lifeline, um, for sure. Uh, very lucky. But look, they're not winning at this moment. And Bournemouth still look like they can get a goal. So, um, will be an interesting one. Um, look, we'll, we'll leave the tactics board there for now. Um, yeah, Um I just wanted to give a shout out to a few things that came in the chat. I was kind of saving them until we got back to full screen and stuff. But I wanted to give a shout out to to uh, Jordan Timms, who uh, became a, a member. Thanks for joining. You're now a loaded ultra. Congratulations, Jordan. God, we we have to do a draw because we, we were do, going to do a draw there about a week ago and uh, we never did. We must do a, a member's draw. That, that So the next show, we'll do a member's draw. Um, Should we do a member's do draw? Should we do a member's draw if we beat Luton? 
win, lose, or draw. I think we have to do a member yeah, draw. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm just thinking. When it, I want to, I want to do one when we're all buzzing. I want to do one when we're all buzzing. Whether it's Luton, whether it's um, whether it's Forest, whether it's Bournemouth, we're going to win one of them. We're going to win one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're doing very soon. Jordan says, glad to be part of the, the loaded channel. Always a great content. Cheers, Jordan. Uh, also want to give a shout out to the Irish Mags in UFC supporters group. Uh, even that, I think that's Alan in the chat. And I want to give a shout out to Alan. Uh, he gave me a good idea uh, there during the week. Uh, so thank you for that, Alan. I must say thanks. Uh, well, Alan always listens. Uh, I'll catch up. So it'd be rare that Alan would ca catch us live. He normally gets us on Spotify. Um, yeah, that's just we can go to questions, lads, or we can go. Do we have another topic we want to focus on first? Um, a couple of other things. Um, obviously, we talked about the injury to um, to Alexander Isaac, we were frustrated by it against Aston Villa. Um, there's been question marks about the physios department and the department where they're identifying all things. Um, yeah, physio related. We had the head physio leave just before uh, the new year, but we have a new physio. Um, we have a king physio, should we say? Um, Johnny King, uh, is uh, leaving Leicester City. Uh, of course, you would. Why, why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> after two and a half years to become senior physio at Newcastle United. Uh, as training ground guru says. Um, his role is replaced head physio Danny Murphy. Uh, we don't like Danny Murphy's. Um, who left uh, Newcastle United at the start of the year. Um, so, yeah, um, he has left the king power. You are right, Chris. Um, and he's ah, I have a question on this. I have a okay. question. And it's, I'm going to put the question to Chris. Chris, if I said to you, uh, Dominic Solanke, um, Matt Ritchie, um, Jason Tindall, um, the mayor of Bournemouth. What's the link, common link there between all those? Well, they're all from Bournemouth, aren't they? Guess where this guy what was as well. He was with Eddie no. Howard Bournemouth. Yes, no. again, the, the Bournemouth connection. Me. Goodness me. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know why I'm sounding so surprised, but uh. But no, do you know what? It's 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 a positive move. Um, it's it's I think I think it is quite important to come in as a senior physio. I think we do need a senior physio. Um, but yeah, if he's worked with very happy for close relationship, probably trust each other very much, rate each other very much. So now it's 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 a positive move. It's another backroom member to support Eddie Howe. And yeah, let's hope he sorts these injuries out because it's a quite a, quite a problem at the minute. Definitely. Uh, but look. Uh, any new eyes on some of our injury issues uh, are going to be beneficial. Uh, going to be well welcomed into the into the club. That's for sure. So let's see on that one. And um, I think, Daz, you might have put this in our chat earlier on, um, and someone put it on socials not long ago. Uh, we have a list of the free transfers that are going to be leaving, or those that are running out of contract at Newcastle United um, going on into the summer. Uh, so there's a few there that are going to be um, running out of time at Newcastle United. And the question I've got for you boys is, would you keep any? Who are you keeping? Who are you getting rid of? Um, talk to us. Let us know. Daz, I'll come to you first. 
Um, who are you keeping? Who are you selling? Or well, not selling? We're not going to get any money from. Who's getting released? Um, talk to us. What What are you thinking? Okay. Okay. Would you keep uh, Jamal Lascelles? Right. First up, uh, I think we should be looking for a better backup or or or, or first team player. So I would uh, let go. I think I think he he seems like he wants all this talk of Turkey Besiktas coming in from. They're really making a play for him, and he must be given signals that he wants to go. So, um, I think he should probably go. Uh, but great serving for first. I, I've no, I'm all, I, I'm no, no problem giving him an extra year or something like that because he, he's proved himself this year and he's got better under Eddie Howe. Uh, so, but I think it's probably time to to, to draw draw to a conclusion. Um, so I, I'm gonna say gone. Uh, Lascelles, uh, Craft. I could, uh, he, he when he came to us first, I, I wasn't too pushing him, but uh, he he came on a, a lot. Uh, again, under how he yeah he, he's a good backup option to have. So I'm I'm on for giving him uh, an ex, uh, an extension, uh, not a lot, long extension, but just as a backup. Well, at the same time though, we've we've got Trippier, we've got Livermento, and. The others you might might have mentioned on the bench on the the board a second ago as well that that, that could fit in there, um, so yeah look I'm open to, to having him as an option as, as a backup option a squad player uh, for a bit of depth, uh, getting a run out in cup games and things like that. Carius not gone. Uh, he's just got engaged there as well. He probably looked to go get live somewhere in Italy. I'd say get get a club there. Um, he he hasn't done anything first really. Um, Matt Ritchie definitely gone again. Thank him for his service, but no, the time is up for, for Matt Ritchie. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, a role for him in the coaching staff or something like that. I think he'd be great in, the, in there, so he, he doesn't have to leave the club. But he, on the playing side of things, his time is up first. Um, um Paul Dummett again, time is up. Um, Again, maybe some kind of coaching role or some kind of a role around the team, but not on the playing squad. I don't want him taking up as a squad place. Uh, Mark Gillespie, he's already gone in my eyes. Uh, he, he never gets tired. I know people think he's the cheap alternative. He's just a, a training goalie. Um, just It's a waste of a squad place as well, I'm afraid. Uh, nothing against the guy, uh, but just... Uh, yeah, and I know that you 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 comparing him to like the the Scott Carsons at at, at uh, uh, Man City, but I think if he gets, like, we're never going to see him play. Uh, we never want to see him play. Uh, if we got down that far, you you'd really get 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 worried. So, of all of them, uh, I'm the one I'm going to keep uh, is uh, Kraft. Okay, Chris, um, I, I know. Uh, David John Cook has mentioned that we've missed, we've we've missed the one that you talk about the most is uh, <laughs> on that list as well. Um, he's also got his contract out um, mm. at the end of the season, so we'll add him to the list. So, okay. what are you thinking with regards to the players that you would keep and you would uh, release at the end of the season, mate? I like Jeff's comment. Snog, marry, yeah. avoid, marry, avoid, kill. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll start with um, I'll start with Jeff Hendrick um, because he is not on the list. Um, mm. So Jeff Hendrick's a nice easy one. I think he's got to go. Um, thank you for all your uh, all your efforts, Jeff, and um, you know, good luck. Good luck in the future. But yeah, I think Jeff Hendrick's got to go. 
Um, Jamal Lascelles is an interesting one for me. In fact, Jamal Lascelles and Emil Kraft are an interesting one for me because, particularly Jamal Lascelles, because of obviously you know the, the the leadership that we hear so often about club captain. We've said for a while, haven't we, boys, that you know the um, we we wanted Kevin Trippier to be captain, um, but Jamal Lascelles has kept his captaincy. Um, so for me. Ooh. You see, the problem is we've got we've got a lot a lot of uh, a lot of people to clear out, and not just on that list, Pete. They're, they're they're players whose contracts are coming to an end, but I think there'll also be players that we ship out. Um, so we I don't see us, uh, you know, clearing ten players and bringing ten players in. I just don't see it. I know we I know we keep saying this, and we've said this since the new owners have come in, but I do believe that we'll retain a couple of those. Um, so ooh. I actually think. I actually think that we might let Jamal Lasalle go and that we might keep Emil Kraft. I agree with Daz because Emil Kraft can play right back. He can play centre back. Um, and he, Eddie, Howe, Eddie Howe seemingly likes him. You know, he's, he's, he's trusted him on a number of occasions. My only issue with Emil Kraft, is, as is with Jamal Lasalle, is how much wages they're on. I wonder whether there'll be an offer where we go, yeah, we can, we can you know, we can, we can keep hold of you. We'd like to give you an offer. But it won't be on the wages that you're on now. You know, you'll very much be a squad player. So if they were on reduced wages, I, I would certainly consider keeping them. Um, by the way, it's 3-0 Man United. Um, in terms of the others piece, uh, sorry, just refresh me, mate. Yeah, so Loris Carius, he will go. Matt Ritchie will go. Um, I don't think there's any point. He's 34 years old. There's no point in keeping Matt Ritchie around. Again, really good servant to the club, but it's time to go. Um, Paul Dummett. I think Paul Dummett will either join a championship club or I think he, we could actually see him go go in, you know, go on the coaching staff or something like that. Wouldn't surprise me, got to admit. Um, Another bit of a yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> in terms of um in terms of Mark Gillespie, uh, I know I know I know we we disagree on this, don't we boys, but in terms of Mark Gillespie, I I'd keep him. Um and the reason I keep him is purely for the reasons that Daz said, because I reckon he's probably on about five grand a week. He's not going to play any football. Um, he's a local lad. He's probably great around the dressing room. In fact, I think we've heard that he's great around the dressing room. And for five grand a week, if we were to bring in a third choice goalie, probably going to be of similar standard to uh, Mark Gillespie. And who knows, might be a bit of a, a, an unusual character. Might cost a few, you know, a couple of million. I don't know. You're absolutely right, Daz, when you say, and I think we've we've brought this conversation up a few times. Um, it's a, it's the prime example of why Scott Carson's still at Man City. He's, he, I think he gets one game a season because they like him to get a medal. Like he, he's 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 never going to be he's never going to be in that in that first team uh, unless, of course, there's an absolute catastrophe. But for me, I just think his his wages are going to be so little. Um, He's, he's living the dream. He is living the dream. Yes. But uh, uh, who are we going to bring in as a third choice goalkeeper and how much is it going to cost? And are we going to have to pay him 10 grand a week, 20 grand a week? You know? And 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 I just think for someone who's not going to play any football, for me, I'd just keep hold of him. And if you said to Mark Gillespie, oh, you're on five grand a week, we're going to give you four grand a week, he'd go, yeah, thanks very much. You just take it. He He's the exact, he's the exact player from um, you know, like the Mike Ashley days, that is is perfect to have around the club because he's happy not playing. As in, he knows he's not going to play. 
I have an, uh, an alternative there. Could Dubrovka not graduate into that role? I don't think because... he would accept fair choice. I don't think. If he calls, great. And also, is Martin Dubrovka on 40, 50 grand a week? Mm. I wouldn't want Martin Dubrovka on 40, 50 grand a week in a, as a fair choice goalie because, yes, it would give us more um, It would give us more security. And you'd look at the three goalies and go, poof, these are good. But I wouldn't want to be paying Martin Dubrovka 40, 50 grand a week. Um, he'd probably end up turning into Neville Southall. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to check what what, what uh, Dubrovka's contract is. Uh, mm, Pete, would you give mm. your 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 thoughts on on the? Uh, actually, yeah. no, I have it here. His contract is up on the June uh, 2025, so he's another year, another season after this season. And he's um, who was that? Uh, That's after, Dubrovka. Dubrovka's next season. Um, I'll be honest with you, boys. Um, I think Martin Dubravka moves on in the summer. I, I, I think I think we um, I think we cut our losses with him, and we try and gain a transfer fee with him, being only a year left on his contract. I think this is where we need to be smart, and and, and yeah, we, we're not going to get a huge amount of money, but I think we get something for him, uh, even if it was one or two million. I think it's one or two million more than what we would we 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 would get. Um, if it was late on in the window, January 2025, whatever it is. Um, I think this has to be the summer of where we clear the decks in a big way, in a big way. We've talked about this, boys, for so long. Um, for me personally, I think Jamal Lascelles goes. Um, just as actually um, Jordan Cronin has just confirmed um, Isaac Hayden has joined QPR. That's now official. He's gone. Um, on loan to the for the rest of the season. Uh, <laughs> if you call you it, get that. to use it. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Right, yeah. If you call it breaking news. It is breaking news. But uh, um, looking at this list, boys, Jamal Lascelles goes. You don't get touted around uh, in Turkey for God knows how long if you've not got the intentions of letting that player go. It's clear that Newcastle United are quite happy for him to go. I think he leaves on a free. Um, and he'll go with Newcastle United's blessing uh, and and uh, and the fair play because we recoup the wages. Happy days. Everyone's happy in that respect. Um, Loris Karius, I think, leaves. I think you mentioned it, Daz. He, he's, he's engaged. I think his wife's expecting as well or was expecting. So I think he was they're not, in the... they're, they're only after recently having a baby. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's already had the baby, and, and and like you said, I think his partner wants to live in Italy. So I think that may be well, may well be the next move. Certainly somewhere in your uh, further, further in Europe um, to go. Um, Matt Ritchie, it, 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 it's time. Let let's be honest, it's time for where we want to go. I think he needs to go. Same with Paul Dummett. Geordie lad loves the club, great character, but again, it's it. It's time that they they need to move on. They're taking up a space in the squad that that can be filled with a youth player, um, or could be filled with a, a new signing that that can make more of an impact in the first team. And um, you know, Mark Gillespie, you make a fair point, Chris. You know, he's not on a massive amount of wages. Do you just keep him on as an extra? I I personally wouldn't. I think it's I think it's time to move on, to wipe the slate clean and really kind of build a, a new squad. And 
we did say it was going to take time for us to build, to rebuild this squad, and I think we need to do that and re- removing some of these players, albeit great characters, great maybe in the dressing room, but we need influences on the pitch. We cannot afford to be in a position where we've got players like this in the squad, on the bench, and we've got no intentions of using them. Or if we do use them, they are detrimental to the squad. And we don't want that. In all due respect to them and to the squad, we can't afford for that to happen. Jeff Hendrick, we don't even need to talk about it. Like He just needs to go. 60 grand a week. Hasn't kicked a ball for us for a couple of years. Like We, we just cannot afford for that to happen. The only question mark I've got, boys, <clears throat> is actually on Emil, Emil Kraft. Um, you know, do we keep him? Is he happy enough to be on a one-year rolling contract? If he's happy, Connie has a yeah has has uh, oh, so yeah. No, I was gonna it's linking into what you're saying, Pete. Is um, Connie says Kraft is on an expiring contract at Newcastle. However, it contains an option for a one-year extension, and it's up to the club to decide whether to activate that option or not. That's that's the only thing in my mind that I'm thinking is that do they keep him? Because I think I said it to you boys the other day. Um, it's clear that Eddie Howe likes him. It's clear that he's played better football, or the, albeit not a lot of football, under Eddie Howe in comparison to any other manager. Um, do you keep him as that squad player, that third option, like Mankilio was for another year or so? Do you, do you keep him on that rolling, being that squad player? But it all boils down to, is he happy to be that because he's a Swedish international? Is he want to, is he going to want to be a third-choice option or is he going to want to play football on a regular basis to solidify his international status for a few more years? That I, th- I think that's the big question for him. I think if Newcastle want to keep him on a rolling-year contract as a third option at right-back, I wouldn't be against it personally i'd say you know what fine um if you want to be the mankilio role i'm cool with that um so for me he's the only one if he goes it's still not the end of the world so for me like i'm kind of open to that personally because as we've talked about before harrison ashby will come back on loan uh, off loan from swansea mm-hmm. and he could potentially fill that role if if, if needs be so True. um it, it's, it's one of those for me but I don't know. I just think we need to be clearing the decks um, and, and really kind of moving on. We've got a real big summer ahead of us. And, and we've said that for the last couple of years, but this year more than ever, because we really do need to pick on and move forward with this. And I just think now's the time. If we're really going to want to be that European football team that are playing at the top seven, playing for the top seven every single year, top six, top five, whatever you want to call it, if you want to be playing that for the the next 10 years, you can't be having players up there in squad moving forward. Um, but my question to you boys is that, although we've all said, Richie, Dummett, Gillespie, all need to go, yeah. are, are Newcastle United going to pull the trigger? Are they going to do what we've been asking for for the last 18 months? Or do you think one of them is going to sneak through the door and I know you've already given your your opinions on on who think who you think will go but are they actually going to pull the trigger they, ha- they have to they, they, there's there's no doubt about it now I know I, I the only one that might survive is and because of the reason Chris is saying is is Gillespie it'd be a joke but yeah um 
but yeah, it, this is this is the the time. Uh, I link it to a question that Ashley uh, put in, and the, the last bit of the question is how many how many outgoes? Lots, lots and lots is the answer because we need we need a revamp. Phase two uh, it has to kick in this this summer, and we'll we'll be going to the questions soon, and I'll, I'll link in the first questions going going to to Chris, on, and it's, uh, we'll get to it in a second. But a massive summer uh, ahead. Uh, what, what like the, we have nothing has happened first in the transfer window this January, but there it, it's going to be uh, something spectacular. I hope in in the summer because outgoings saying goodbye to players that have have uh, 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 provided a great service to, to Newcastle and then incomings and and looking ahead to, to the future and as well as some uh, youth intake as well. Uh, continue building on, on what we've done. So far, so it, it is going to be massive, uh, I think. And then you, you can tie in. Then I'll link into another question or comment that someone had as well uh, yeah, from the uh, Dark by Design. Uh, the, 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 the the Champions League money, the Saudi Air money, the Adidas. The, oh, we've uh, money coming in from it, and all of the commercial deals that Peter Sullivan has been working on. So a, a lot of a lot of head, headroom there. Uh, on the first July, we will we'll be will be have have some. Uh, PSR headroom, and also keeping in mind that meeting that's meant to take place in in February, where now that that PSR is affecting not just us, lots of clubs, and including the big six, they're going to do something about it. So there's big changes ahead, and expect a massive, massive summer. That's what I'm living for now at this stage. Yeah, definitely. Chris, you got any... um... Um, alternative opinions on that, or are you uh, in, in agreement with, with what Dash says about those three players? You know, uh, are they going to stick around in some way, shape, or form? Or are we just going to clear the decks? As I, I, I hope we clear the decks. My only concern is, as as I said at the start, you know, it could, you know, Newcastle could end up clinging on to one one of those three, um, or you know, some others, you know, that we we know their time has has run out at the club. Um, but I think I think the biggest one for me um, is probably Matt Ritchie, purely because of the money he's on, um, and and Eddie Howe. I know Eddie Howe brings him on occasionally, but you can tell he's very reluctant to. Um, and I think I think it is time for Matt Ritchie to move on. Um, I think that, I think there's a lot of players that we need to move on, really. But my only my only concern, I suppose, is the fact that I think there's going to be um, it'll be. It'll be difficult if we if we let eight and nine go because then that'll mean, in my opinion, we need at least five or six in. Um, who's to say we're not going to do that? But it could also mean that we start looking to youth as well. You know, Alfie, Alfie Harrison being one of them. Um, Alf, the likes of Alfie Harrison, Louis Miley's come come from nowhere. Um, so you know, maybe maybe we will start looking at the youth. Goran Kowal, who knows? Yakuba Minter. There's lots Alex of options. Murphy. Alex Murphy. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, there's certainly, there's certainly opportunities, I would say, um, and I, I do, I do hope we do do it because I, I do like you, Pete. I think we need to rejuvenate this squad. Definitely, there's, uh, there's lots of players that we could be looking at. Like I said, Alex Murphy comes in. You know, could he be that Dummett replacement? Dummett leaves. Alex Murphy comes in. Alex Murphy's been at the club what two years now, two and a half years. I think he's been at the club. Um, within another six months, twelve months max, he becomes that that homegrown player because he's been at the club and he's under the age twenty-one. So he effectively takes on the mantle that Paul Dummett did. 
Although he's not a Geordie, he's the young player that's been through the academy and he takes on that role. And so therefore, we we, we don't change in our sort of uh, position with regards to European football, have yeah. we get him into the team. And we've already seen, I watched him against Fiorentina in the pre-season and yeah, I think he played alongside Sven Botman at the back, yeah. right-sided centre-back. He was excellent. Like, playing yeah. against Fiorentina, who were Europa Conference League finalist and did not look out of place whatsoever. But sorry, Dad, go on. No, no, sorry, just a compliment what you're saying there, Pete. But uh, yeah, so it'll be two years in this in this summer that it'd be it'd be at Newcastle. But if if he isn't getting some kind of game time uh, next season, he needs to go out alone because he, he'll have played no proper solid fo- football uh uh uh, for for two years, he needs to get some 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 game time and in, in the championship or so, somewhere just just to see how he gets on, and that could be his, his step up then, uh, or a decision could be could be made in him. So, uh, but again, it would need to be a, a good loan um, uh, for him uh, as well. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, just one one or two of the, the comments. I just wanted to give a shout out to to to, to Russ. Uh, good evening, loaded Mag family. Great show as always, and very pleased to be loaded back in USC for another year. Nice one, Russ. We give you a shout out to Russ's Rads there on and the H2O Bathroom Design Co. as well. Uh, but uh, great to have you in the chat, Russ. I know you're a busy man, you don't always get, get the time to, to come say hello to us, but uh, great, great to have you with us. Um, oh, and also, when we're talking about the physio there as well, William Smith and uh, Pete, you like this one. I'll just do this. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, we need him as a physio. Yeah, uh, we need the dramatic in the background. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, I must get that. Well, get that. that that's a good idea. I, I could get that little clip. That that little. Uh... Send on Mr. Miyagi. Yes, and for a match day live, that'd be good. When someone goes down, get on Mr. Miyagi. Play the clip. Uh... Love, it. Love it. Love it, Dad. Love it. Yeah. But. Uh... Mate, well, uh, did you want to go somewhere else, Pete, or will we go to a question or two? No, hit the questions, fella. Uh, they're all the kind of key parts of, uh, of of today and all the rest of it. Field, we've had a good, it's been a good chat. It's, look, let's face it, the deadline day has been dead for Newcastle United. Let's be honest yeah. with you. There's not been really been a lot to talk about, a lot, lot to be positive about. But like, we've had a good conversation about a number of things that could potentially take us forward. We've got more to talk about. Games, fixtures, the league table, fighting at the top end of the table. We are in a European fight. I've had someone um, message on my tweet that I put out and said that, you know, can we, I asked the question, can we mount a European challenge the second half of the season? And someone quoted it and just put no. Um, we're like, we're like right there. Yeah. Even if man's, even if Man United <clears throat> win, even if West Ham draw, we're three points off sixth place we're right in the mix like we are but i, I don't know uh maybe yeah. we'll revisit this in a few weeks time but questions mate yeah we do let's go to the question but there's look at whatever way you look at it there's there's four months left in, in this in the season and uh five months until we we uh we're back in the the window is is open and then the first of july and we're talking and, and going 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 big in the transfer window so look at this there's no point in being disappointed so well, let's go to a question, and it says, "I'm of the opinion I'm disappointed. It's disappointing uh, that we uh, haven't even loaned anyone 
uh, someone, some, something doesn't seem right. Not backing the manager. Are we looking to move Eddie Howe on? What do you think, Chris? Hmm. It was certainly, um, it was certainly one of uh, one of my thoughts. Um, I, I, I still think it's a possibility, but it does depend on what happens uh, the rest of the season. Like, say for example, and I'm not saying this is the case or that it will happen, but uh, say for example, you know, we don't get Europe or you know we we finish disappointingly um i will feel sorry for eddie if i'm honest because um you know uh looking at what he's done since he's come in i think he's been absolutely brilliant uh and i will also i will also pin back to this moment and say if he was supported better in the january transfer window maybe things would have turned out differently but if you were to ask me the odds of that or how i see it in my head i think it's probably 80 20. I think it's eighty percent chance that Eddie Howe stays and twenty percent that he goes, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I certainly don't want Eddie to go, and I hope that Eddie stays. I really do. Um, and I think, yeah, if I was a better man, I would go. I would go with Eddie Howe staying. But I can see, Mike, you're on the same wavelength as me. I kind of felt the same way, so I, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Uh, I, 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 mean, I agree. It has been a disappointing window, um, but. We've got lots to look forward to. We are where we are, and we've got lots to look forward to in the summer, where I do believe that we will bring a hell of a lot of players in, and I can't wait for it already. Pete, same question. Oh, um, no, for me, um, I think anyhow, I think anyhow, safe. Um, even if we don't get Europe, I think I think he's safe. Um, I'll maintain. I've said it before, and I maintain that anyhow we'll get given at least the first part of the next season. Um, I think the injury list has been so big and so extensive, and is continuing to build with Joe Linton and Isaac that I think he's I think he's got enough in the tank uh, in terms of um, support to go to turn around to the owners if the owners ask the question and go, "Well, look at my injuries this season. If we'd have had the full squad." Could we have mounted a challenge? And, and you look at Newcastle United. If we'd have even forget all the other results in December, if we if we'd have beat Luton and Forest, we'd have been in sixth spot right now. And actually, we'd have been close to to both Tottenham and Villa. And you could argue at this point on I think we'd have been roughly about what thirty eight points if we'd have won those two games. Thirty eight yeah. points, I think. At that point, I think we'd have been in the conversation for top four still. And you're having a completely different conversation. And that's losing to Everton, to Tottenham, to Liverpool, to Man City. And that's with all of those losses. Those two wins, if we'd have won against Luton away and Forest, which we were expected to do, would have still been in the top four race. And that's with all of those injuries being ravaged in October, November, December, and even January. We'd have still been in that conversation. And I think Eddie Howe is looking at that. And I think the club are looking at that. And if you look at that and Eddie Howe's being asked the question, he can go, well, look at what we've got right now. And we're still in that conversation, even with all that happening. And I think that alone will allow him the opportunity to strengthen with what he wants in the summer 
and to go again in the summer, knowing that Pope will be back, Barnes will be fully fit, Will Willett could be fully fit, Tanali will be back in that conversation again. Mm, yeah. Not only uh, not only will we have, in my opinion, three, four, maybe even five new signings that we'll be bringing in in the summer because we'll have significantly more to spend. I just think he'll be given that opportunity. However, if we're sitting here in November, December, and we're still in the same sort of position, lower down in the table, not really top fighting the top four in another season without potentially Champions League football, I think we're maybe having a different conversation then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to answer here uh, as well. Uh, not Eddie Stane. Eddie, Eddie Stane. He's going to get us some Europe in some form and he, he'll be staying. Uh, it's, it's a non-starter. Um, and we'll go big in the summer. But I just hope that he doesn't bring in just Premier League players uh, or play anyone that's ever been to Bournemouth uh, or has <laughs> Bournemouth on their passport as a stamp. No, uh, so we need to look outside the, the box, uh, outside the Bournemouth. Um, okay, next, just a quick comment. I want to comment on this. This one from Sean goes, uh, you'd have to wonder how Forrest... Um, are still doing plenty of business in the window, uh, having been sanctioned by the Premier League with Mankio and Hayden uh, now done. Surely alone is within uh, PSR now. No, not happening. And uh, Rich goes, how can Forrest still spend and they are up against FFP charges? Now, the thing is with Forrest, they're, they're, they've got that money coming from um, Brendan, Brendan Johnson as well. They, that, that comes into the, the mix where they've been sanctioned for the previous... Um, Period of time that there's some kind of wiggle room there. I think with the, the Brendan Johnson money, so that's why they can, can. Yeah, I did. I did. Did question it myself. Uh, Sorry, Pete. No, I was going to say you're absolutely right, Daz, with, with that. But it's still really tight. It's still really tight because Forest have spent a hell of a lot of money. They spent last was it last summer or the summer before? Yeah, their first season in the Premier League, they spent more money than we did. Yeah. In the summer window, and they've gone on and brought a load of new players again this summer, and they're going and spending a lot of money um, this 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 winter as well. But the one thing that they've got that is a concern is they're paying these players a lot of money. Their wage bill, I would argue, it'll be interesting to see. I would argue their wage bill is probably just as high, if not higher, than ours, with the amount of money that they're paying some of their players to come into to their club. And that's what we're not doing. We're being smart with wages. They're not. They paid, what did they pay? Lingard, did they pay him like nearly 200 grand a week or something some, some crazy last season? Like, and he barely kicked a ball for them. Like, that's what they're doing with some of their players. Um, and so, as we know, when Kieran Maguire came on the show first in January, he said, you know, we the wages do play just as much of a part as the transfer yeah. fees. So, therefore... Although they're they're still dabbling and they're still mixing, they're paying these players a lot of wages, and that Brennan Johnson money can get eaten up very very quickly. Um, so they're they're in a difficult position. Uh, for me, I'll be honest, boys. I don't know what your opinions are. They are gearing up to sell Morgan's Gibbs White in the summer. He won't. It would look, look 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 that way. And we, we uh, um, the the other thing I think with yeah, they were they. They were trying to offload a player or two today as well. 
And the other thing I heard before, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong here, but I think you know how we can lose 105 or we can lose 105 million because we've been in the Premier League for the last three years, whereas Forest haven't. And I think their their total is 61 million they can lose. Something like that. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. So that could be why they're getting in the mix up for uh, a sanction uh, as well. Uh, Chris, Anthony, you want to say on, on, on uh, Forest? Yeah, I mean, you know, that first season that they came into the Premier League, yeah, they spent a hell of a lot of money, didn't they? And then obviously they gave they gave us a hell of a lot of money for Chris Woods and John Joe Shelby as well. Um, so yeah, I think it was a catalogue of errors, unfortunately, which maybe is part of the decision why uh, Steve Cooper fell on his sword. I'm not mm. sure, but um, but yeah, they they got rid of a few. To be fair, they did get rid of a few of the lone players who were on big wages, like Jesse Lingard, um, who was on a temporary deal. Like Kalo Navas, he went as well. Um, so you know they did they did shift a few of those. But yeah, I am surprised that they, they've been sanctioned and they're like, yeah, let's go and buy more players. But as you say, Pete, they must be very close to it. There must there must be a little bit of swing room, which is why that they're, they're making those moves. And whether whether or not Newcastle have had any swing room, or whether they've just gone, Do you know what, we're we're, we're too close or we want to just really maximise our spend in the summer. And maybe that's what they've chosen to do. Or well, certainly looks like that's what they've chosen to do. Qu- quick, sorry, go ahead, Pete. Yeah, West Ham won, Bournemouth won, final score. Um, Points dropped. Great first. Great first. It, it puts them ahead of us. <clears throat> league. Um, I don't know if the table's been updated, actually, because um, I just had the table. Yeah, They were already put, ahead of us, though. Yeah, they were, yeah, they, were, they they put some on thirty six, so it put some, you know, what, four points ahead of those. Um, but what it does, it claws back a lot of points where they could have been nine, ten, eleven points ahead of us. Yeah. They're now only four, and we've played the same amount of games. Um, we're going into a decent run of fixtures. I think they play Man United at the weekend, mm. who are right in the mix of us. We go and beat Luton. We're putting a spanner in the works to both of those clubs because, yeah, yeah. and they, they have to come to St James's Park, and they, and they have to go there. And I would love it. I would love it. It'd love it if we beat them. And we'll be there. We'll be there that day uh, for that. Hopefully, with all smiling faces. Um, By the way, just as a, an add-on, does um, Sky Sports have just said Jesse Lingard is closing in on a move to to the South Korean league. No way. Wow. No way. He's he's been training. He's been training for weeks in Dubai to go to South Korea. Crazy, crazy. How how you how your career can fall so quickly? And we were going to pay twelve million loan fee for him at one point. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> right. Uh, quick fire on these ones and Tom has already he's he's forgotten about January it's closed for Tom he's focused on the summer and he's he's throwing names out Tom is going uh we, that's a, a would you take here Inacho for from Sporting Lisbon I'd go for his defensive partner myself and Osman Diamande but uh would you take I think we need a right center back and he's left footed um, so, but if he can, if he's left footed, he can play on the right hand side. Fair enough for me. But he's a left footed centre back, and I've got a feeling he's like Eddie Howe's a little bit like Rafa Benitez. He likes balance. Um, he likes players that are comfortable on their their strongest foot on their the right side of defence. Um, 
So I'm not quite sure he'd be the guy. He's a fantastic centre-back. But I'm with you, Daz. If I'm going to go for any one of their centre-backs, it's Dean Monday. Um, He's the right-sided centre-back that I would go for. There's other centre-backs. Tadebo, I keep talking about. I think he's brilliant. Um, uh, There there are a number of others. um, uh, Top Sober at Leverkusen is another one who's very, very good. All I'm going to say is... is, (laughs) Get ready, boys. Get get ready. <laughs> We're not even out of this window yet, and I'm saying get ready for the next one because it's going to be fun. Get ready because this thing's about to get heavy. Um, Chris, would you take him? Uh, I would take him. Really good player, but I think there would be other priorities. So I agree with what Pete says. Uh, Diamond, looking at him instead, or even another right-sided centre-back. Um, for me, I think that's the key position to fill in the summer. Uh, left side of centre back, obviously we've got Sven Botman. Um, we've got Dan Bain who can play there. We've got Paul Dummett who can play there. Um, but uh, no, I think I think we'll look at the right side of centre back. On to the next one. Would you take Pedro Neto? Come on, anything to one, anything to wind up little dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I tell you what, uh, two things two things would happen if we signed Pedro Neto for Newcastle United. One, little dad would probably cry, and two, he would refuse to come on to give us the lowdown on then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, as a player, he's the guy. He's He is the calibre of player that we would need to come into that position and play the role. If we're going to, as we expect to do, move on Miguel Miron in the summer, Go get him. 50 million, whatever. Go sign him. Go get him. Chris? I agree. The only the only question mark around Pedro Neto is his injury record. Um, but fantastic player. If you can keep him fit. Um, every time I see him, he impresses me. Really, 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 really good player. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely be interested in Pedro Neto. Right, let's speed it up and get through a few more questions and we'll wrap it up. Uh, right, uh, Ashley says about uh, what about uh, Brogia going to Fulham? Uh, would it have been worth a, a, um, a punt for million? But the problem there is that we have Hall on loan. I think Jordan put out a good article on that today to explain the situation. So we, we, we couldn't go, go in the mix there. And Chelsea, would they have given them, even if we weren't... Uh, um, it's situation with all with Chelsea giving them to a rival and we're very close there. Um, I can't can't see that. Mm. I, I'm not convinced on him. I think I think coming coming back from his ACL is a different brochure to what we saw at Southampton, where we were really interested in him. So I'm I'm not convinced on that personally. Anthony, you want to add there, Chris? Um, I would have took a punt on him. Um, but it would have been a loan with an option. I wouldn't have wanted an obligation like we got with Lewis Hall, but I know that we can't sign him because we've got Lewis Hall. So uh, I suppose it's a bit of a non-starter. But I do I do think there's a player in there, but it's whether or not he's progressed since his Southampton days because when he went on loan to Southampton, he looked brilliant. But when I've seen him for Chelsea, he's not looked so brilliant. But then I also <laughs> question he's playing in a in a, a very, a very um, not-so-confident Chelsea side at the moment who have got multi-million pound superstars all over the pitch, yet they just don't look like a team at all. So you could argue that's maybe why he's not standing out. I don't know. But yeah, I probably would have took a punt on him. But it would have to be the right price, and it would have to be uh, with, oh, I want to I try him before I buy him kind of thing. 
that's mm. that's where I see it with Bojan. Question from Jeff. There are good ones from Jeff. Question for Pete. Now that you're a serious and respected media figure, should I stop trolling you on Twitter and stick to Daz and Chris, who have less to lose? You're talking rubbish, Jeff. He knows it because he doesn't troll me anyway. And I'm not a media <laughs> figure at all. I'm no different to you, Jeff. I'm a Newcastle United fan. Um, yeah. Let, let's not go there, fellow. Let's not go there. Come on. You know the score. Love you, Jeff. Great guy. Um, pleasure to meet you way back when. Um, hopefully we get to see you actually when we uh, when we're coming up in March. Um if you if you're in and around the West Ham game, it'd be great to uh great to meet up with you. But hey, come on. Um yeah. he's playing it down. All I'll add to that is um don't come don't come for me, Jeff. Leave me alone. <laughs> You've had enough. He's had enough. <laughs> okay. Um, I, love it. I love it. This one, I'll, I'll have whatever Tom is on here. He go ask the question. Do you think we can still get into the top four? <laughs> yes. Next season, Tom. Yes. 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 I think we can. Do I think we will? Probably not. Um, but I think it's a possibility. And, 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 and do you know what? I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Because I think the top five, I think we'll get that fifth spot. I think we'll get the fifth spot. Fifth, yeah, it might be possibility. And and then it's that's the Champions League because I think England will get it. Um, because I think I think I think Liverpool are going to reach the Europa League final. I think Man City are going to reach the Champions League final. I think Villa will probably reach. Uh, oh, saying that, yeah, Villa as well. And then and then obviously you've got who's in the conference? It's Brighton, isn't it? West Ham, West Ham and Brighton are in Europa League. I think, I think England will dominate in Europe. Yeah. And Arsenal have got Porto next, so you'd expect them to go through. This is it, isn't it? The quicker the Italian teams come out, because they're second in the coefficient, the quicker the, all the Italian teams go out and the further English teams go, we'll turn that around very, very quickly. Um, I think fifth, fifth place will get Champions League this season. Um, I just think... We need to go on a on a big run of games. Not win every game. No. We need to go on a big run of wins. These next three, if we win these next three, adding those nine points will be massive. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. We're not we're not that far off it. We're really not. No. But you're right, we need to go on a hell of a run. Um, but we've been on a hell of a run before. We saw Liverpool go on a hell of a run last season when they nearly took fourth spot off us. Teams can do it. And if we, if we get lucky with injuries, and we've been very unlucky with injuries, so you'd hope that we become lucky. If we get lucky with injuries and we get these players back who we're really, really missing, I'd, I hate to coin the same phrase, but it could be like a new signing. Mm. Right. Let's go to two more comments, questions left. Uh, I can't believe you're asking at this time. But uh, he asked the question, um, Lads, when Eddie, uh, lads, when Eddie Howe does leave, what manager would you like to replace him? Not for me. Not for no, me. No, I was just. We have the picture, so that's what I'd use. But um, uh, yeah, no. It, it, for me, I don't want. It. I, at the time, if there was ever a time 
then I look at the situation then, but I don't even want to think about it now. Tom, sorry. No comment. If there was ever a manager that, that was ever to replace Eddie Howe, um, I would like it to maybe coincide with the 115 charges of Man City. Pep storms out of the club in disgrace and come and joins, comes to join Newcastle United to uh, win us our first trophy in God knows how many years. That that would be that would be the the, the only one that I would really consider. Uh, but for me, Eddie Howe right now is the guy. And I don't want to really look past that, but I'll look past that for probably arguably one of the greatest managers of all time in Pep Guardiola. Hi, Obi. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, any thoughts on who? On that one? If you were to ask me right now, right this minute, because um, things change, things change. But if you were to ask me right now, right this minute, I would pick Jose. I would. Um, I think Jose Medina would be, I think he'd be, I think he'd elevate us. I think, you know, as I said before, he's a born winner. He's just somebody who's got that right mentality. Some people will say he's past it, and I get that, I understand it. Um, but I just, I, I, I like him as a, as a person, and I just think he would bring that winning mentality, and I think he would gain the respect of the players in the dressing room. I I, I told you my theory, didn't I, didn't I about like, uh, I think he's got into dressing rooms where there's big figures and people who've won a lot of stuff. He won't get that at Newcastle. Um, we just want to win something. And I think he will go, listen to me, I'm the man, I've won everything, you haven't won anything, follow what I do and I'll win you something. And I, I, I genuinely think that's what he'd do. But if, it, you know, this is all hindsight and in 12, 18, 24, 36 months' time, it'll probably be a different answer. But right now, right this moment, I'd pick Mourinho. Cool. So on the comments and questions, I'm going to end on this one. Uh, and it's about our, our uh, transfer window in January. And um, William Smith puts, this transfer deadline feels so much like waiting for Y2K. Planes dropping, for, uh, talk of planes dropping from the sky and everything blowing up. Yeah, uh, all talk and nothing ever happened. But uh, nice one, William. That's it for the comments and questions. And I think that's probably where we'll round it up for the night, lads. Let's see what else to say. Just to add in, uh, Daz. One thing I will say, it's been disappointing. Um, you you guys more know more than anyone how disappointed I've been with the transfer window. Uh, as of half of X, they know as well. But what I will say is I think this will actually play into our hands because it's not just us who've had a disappointing transfer window. It's the majority of the Premier League. Uh, and I think that will work to our benefit. And I think that the Premier League will, you know, even like today, you know, the the, the players who've been linked, uh, the fact that clubs have been quiet, they're gonna, they've got to change the rules. And if they change the rules, there's only one. Well, there's not there's only one club, but the club it will benefit the most is Newcastle United because we're the ones with the biggest pockets. So you, you could look at it as a, a bit of a blessing, really, because. Uh, if if they if they stretch those rules or if they allow a little bit more freedom when it comes to spending, then that that can only benefit Newcastle more than anybody else because we we have got the we have got the money we have got the owners who've got the money. 
very good point, Chris, and because it's it's the overall product that's that's suffering because and transfers are a major and, and the transfer window and deadline day it's all a major part of the drama uh, around it the the off the field stuff that that we we like to, to talk about and look look at Sky today and I think you put a, a good thing into our chat as well Alpha what what the expectation of the transfer window and transfer deadline day to the reality and yet a, a signing from Halifax Town all plastered over Sky the yellow so it was like. Yeah, it's it's uh, like feel sorry for the people working at Sky today now as well uh, who who have trying to make make something out of nothing really. There's not much uh, to, to go on, uh, but yeah, it's been, I think it's been awful. Taz. It's been awful. Yeah, absolutely awful. And it's not it's not a good advertisement for the Premier League because you know next time people start going oh best best league in the world, the so Premier League. Based on this, it's not. I like this suggestion. DXK change change the rules. You can spend one percent of your owner's wealth per window. Bring that on! I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Right, lads, we will leave it there. We will be back. Um, I know we're back for a reaction show. Uh, you never know; we might pop up before between now and then. It won't be for a sign in anyway. That's for sure. Uh, but. Um, Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Uh, and, and throughout all the, the January, make sure you hit that like button on the way out. If you're new to the channel, subscribe or let people, other people know as well uh, about us. And uh, we shall see you very soon. Keep the faith. There's still something to fight for this season. How would you like that? Good night, everyone. Take care. Pass